Geeksters, I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And hey. this is episode 473, by the way, in case anybody cares. 473. There you go, yeah. Oh, oh, oh all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's start off by apologizing for last week's episode. Um, we had four weeks off, folks. What the fuck do you want? We were rusty. And stuff wasn't plugged in. Stuff got lost. There were some really good jokes in there, but yeah, you know, it, it should happen. It ain't the first time it happened. Nah. Won't be the last time. Probably not. Nope. Just, just letting you know. However, we're back this week. Um, I don't know if any, Ed's done anything exciting. In fact, I don't think I did any exciting, to be, con- to be honest. Um, I played video games. I watched a movie or two. Oh, yeah. See, and I, I, I bought a few things, and I, and I watched the movies pretty much it. I did have an interesting story, though, that was interesting I'll to me. I'll be the judge of that. Honestly, I, it was interesting <laughs> to me. I don't know if it was interesting <laughs> to you. <me. I> <laughs> uh, um, I'll start off with that one. Uh, was uh, there, Disney's now 100th year anniversary starts yes, this yes. year. So, that you know, uh, uh, they released they're, – they're releasing, I should say. It's not out yet. They're releasing a movie. It's the 100-year anniversary of Mickey and Minnie. And it's the first ten shorts, and they're they're going right, to do right, volumes right. as the year goes of on. Of course, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like printing money now. Exactly, Disney one hundred years. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they can do it. Ha <laughs> ha! Put my face on a dollar bill. So my wife wanted it. We pre-ordered it. We right. were the part of the Disney Movie Club. So right. you know, thing we got it. White privilege. <laughs> it's not white privilege. Anybody could do it. Anybody could sign up to be a VIP for Disney Disney. Movie. You know, <laughs> give me my movie as a Disney VIP member. Boy, I said boy. <laughs> so, so, so we got it early actually because it doesn't come out till February seventh. Oh, I got it all. Shit. I got it this past Monday. Oh, that's because memberships has its p- 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 privileges. No, I think I think what's <laughs> end up happening is they're they're disbanding Disney Movie Club and they're not saying oh, it yet. Oh, they're letting it. Oh, sh- Quietly, I got an email like a month ago saying, saying "Use your points now, or else." <laughs> well, they were they were saying that you you have to you you can now like log in with your Disney like any Disney account like oh, type of okay. thing, and it's okay. like that. It's to me the first sign of you were making a major change, and eventually, like Disney Club Movie Club will just disappear, you know, as I- as time goes on. So, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, uh, look, look. I think I'm a, I think I'm a member. I, you know, because when you buy Disney movies, they they have you do the, you know, you log in here and do the code there. So I'm probably a member. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm not doing the hey. I just 
what's the code? I put the code in, and I movies anywhere, voodoo, and I then I leave it alone, and it's like well, it's the same. You get the points automatically right. updated to your account now, like, right? So but, the, the old days, you had to go to another account, right. log in. Now it expires. It, I'm sure. Um, you might not. You may <laughs> check, check, your, check your movie insiders uh, website. But anyway, the I, not that's not the point of it. The the point of it was is the fact is is that I got all excited. Yeah, I got all excited. And I scanned in the, or I put in the code for the digital code that it comes with. All right, right. Thing, and it didn't come up. So oh, I am freaking out. It's 11.30 night on a Monday night. you know. Okay, right. My wife's already in bed. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I might have to pay for this, like buy it, just so we can have it. Because if she knows I screwed up. Right. You know, if so, I fucked up, I'm a dead man. Yeah, that's how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> So the next day, well, I found well, I found out that, that it wasn't coming out the seventh, and also the fact that there's a phone number that you can call Disney Movies Anywhere to talk about like what's going on. So I called the next day, and uh, it's it's still under Disney, believe it or not. Because it used to be Movies Anywhere, it used to be Disney Movie Anywhere, and now they right, right, the right. Disney part of it. And uh, so now uh, the, the still they still answer the line as Disney, you know, Disney Movie Anywhere. I can help you. And it's like, oh wow! I didn't expect somebody right away. <laughs> oh my god, there's a human. That's <laughs> the, just me. But <laughs> this is one person. <laughs> but say, they're probably surprised somebody called. Right, them. Like, they're like, we got one. <laughs> there's like a big scramble to the edge of the phone because it's got to be a landline. Right. <laughs> it's not like a computer. Like, click hello. It's got to be like, hurry, hurry, we got one. People, five people, people jumping around. up off a, off a desk and tripping, you know, as, as they're trying to grab the receiver, you know, type of thing. You know, the phone just get one of these, like, it's like, like, <laughs> flies up in the air. A bunch of people are getting it because it's a wireless, it's a yeah. wireless one. And they're like, and, and it's not just like a, like a streamline, it's the big white one that's got the and antenna. It does got the antenna. Hello, Disney Insider, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> so they told me that it which to me was kind of weird because not weird but it was like it makes sense but it, it was like i've never heard, seen like actually seen they actually follow the rules is it won't show up until february 7th because that's the release date of mm. the of the movies so if you put if you get digital codes early right they won't be right, right, okay, okay. until that that day Okay. So I was like, that's neat, kind of in a way, you know. Well, I was like, I felt better after that. <laughs> right. You're yeah. like, oh my god, I'm not, I'm not a dead, dead man. man. I have, uh, 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 I have 5,600 points, Ed. There you go. Oh uh, yeah. What can I? Re- let's see what I got. I can redeem them. Let's see. Um, Marvel Studios Doctor Strange Multimedia pin, pin badge. Oh, maybe I might do that. There you go. That's only uh, 450 points. That's still in stock. <laughs> Marvel Studios Doctor Strange Multiverse Man's Pop Keychain, 800 points. A Strut and Mickey Licky, Licky Pin. A Strut and Mickey Lapel Pin. <laughs> Strut and Licky. You, you don't have enough for the Licky Pin. <laughs> you need way more for Licky Pin. Way, way. I have a D23 Gold Individual Membership. For thirty nine hundred points, Ed. What's that going to get me though? What's that? The D twenty three D twenty three gold individual membership. For it gets tw- you. It gets you a magazine, I think. Uh huh. And then it gets you a kit, like a a. Like, oh, like the press kit thing. Well, press kit, but it gives you pins and like like whatever like tchotchkes and stuff. Hmm. Like my wife got a lunchbox because we signed up for it huh. last year because there wasn't much to get. 
So we had like all these points because we kept saying right, right, right. And uh, so she signed up. Like I said, she got this big box that came in and a certificate, and it gives you the privilege. Hold on. It gives you the privilege to be invited oh. to the D23 conference that they have every two years. <laughs> right. To go down to either Florida or to Anaheim, depending on what happens. Right. Two places I'm not going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to the parks, basically. To the, right. You know, and then they have a special, like, weekend event. Where uh, they announce like rides that are coming out, uh, you know, like whatever some special event that they might be doing, like the 50th right. anniversary. They met, you know, they, years ago they mentioned that one uh, concept of uh, you know new rides that are coming within the next few years. Um, that that's in the drawing boards. That's going to actually might ha- pretty much happen. Like anything that you see today, they they're they've been talking around for like five six years, you know, and now they're. When it, when it's announced at D twenty three, it's going to happen. Like right. Tron is being actually, it's finished now. They just they just finished building Tron in, in Disney World. So like like stuff like that. So that's the but you got to pay for that. That's, right, that's, right. It's not like hey, you, sir, you, we'll invite you. Guess what? We'll invite you. You have you have a ticket here waiting for you. But guess what? You got paid to get here. Right. Hang out. You got to pay for the ticket. You got to you got to pay for the hotel. You got to pay for the plane ride. You got or you know or drive down or whatever. You know, how, how you want to get here. And, you know, and then, like, you know, no free lunches, no... Nothing. Yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. <sighs> so, I, I, you know, like, I would like to go one year just to see what it's like. Sure. Like, you know, I mean, you get, the, you know, you get to schmooze with people. Yeah. So, I'm like, please confirm your order. Especially with all the vloggers that we have, that we, that my wife and I watch right. about Disney, you know, because I know they're there because they, 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 they cover it. So you can actually see it for free, kids. If you know, <laughs> Ed, tell you right now, my multiverse of madness pin badge is on his way. There you go. <laughs> so there you go, kids. No, no, I'm not doing that. So, 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 I guess my question is: uh, it's 5,200 points, and that's 30. It's only 3,900 points, Ed, for the gold individual membership, right? And I get stuff sent to me. Like I said, you get a you get a box like a, like a, like, like box a, of tchotchkes. Right, a box of tchotchkes. And like I said, you get a magazine every quarter. I think it's four times a year oh. about the Disney parks, what they're going to do, right. what they're you know what they're what they're working. Seems on. almost interesting enough to do it. it. It is. I mean, if you're a Disney fanatic, it's definitely worth it. I show content. Right. <laughs> and guess what? I got my membership. I got. Do I get the funky looking card too? Because I like that. And it's also the 100th anniversary. Yeah. So you would probably get 100. Oh, fuck that. I'm 100, doing that right now. 100th anniversary. Shit, merch, yeah. Probably. Chicken status redeeming. I'm not now. saying that for sure. I'm just saying probably. You know. I'm no no. Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> Your choice tomorrow. I'm already. Putting it to cart. It, it, <laughs> official Disney fan club. Enjoy amazing benefits, including one person gold member card, a gold member certificate, access for one D23 gold member to virtual and in-person events. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, one D23 gold member collect set, one subscription to the quarterly Disney 23 publication, access to VIP events and experiences, discount special offers, and more. If you're already a complimentary D23, you can also use a work code, blah, 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 to upgrade to the gold membership, whatever. Uh, learn about benefits D23 gold membership here to redeem your code. All right, the individual plan, Stacy. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think I think the magazine alone is worth like 25 bucks or <laughs> for for a magazine. Like I remember like seeing it at Barnes and Noble the old days when you used to, right, go to Barnes right. and Noble, used to have a magazine rack. They still do, but 
uh, they used to have the D twenty three there that you could buy, and it was like okay. it was it was like it was like a premier magazine. It was like the because it was thick, right? It had a lot yeah, of yeah, it was. <laughs> 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 I'm doing it, Ed. You know, it's the 100th anniversary. I think that that's you know kind of cool now. I'd like to see what the chat cheese. I'll bring the box over. <laughs> well, we'll do an on-air box unboxing. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, my rewards. Uh, uh, so like a, like oh, so that's it, huh? That's the 100th anniversary uh, Blu-ray and all. That's kind of cool. The thing is, like, like when we order from the movie club, you get a what they call. Uh, uh, it's a it's a still basically it's a right. picture of something that was in the animated thing or like a picture from say like because I'm getting the Wakanda Forever uh, buying that through Disney they right. give you a, a still of the picture of a movie scene there um, oh like a like a uh, um uh, what do you call it a, a cell yeah okay well no not a cell I'm sorry no no it was like a, it's a it's a like a mad artwork uh, type of thing that you would get or or an, or a uh, Picture still of, of a movie scene. Well, maybe know. I should have done duo play. No, no. We only need one per household. One per household. Right, Ed? Yeah. You know, you know, Too late now. <laughs> I, think, I think the D23, you can invite a guest. All right. I'll invite so, my wife. <laughs> so, as, as I'm saying, so I also picked up today. I don't know why. I have this urge to watch this movie. Okay. And, and not, I haven't watched it yet. It's called The Woman King. Uh, it starts via Viola Davis. And a bunch of other people. John Boreg is in it. All right, there you go. So uh, two famous people. Are <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's, it's, some other people in there. I'm not it's certified not... fresh, Ed. Yeah. All right, what else you get? Uh, and then, that, then I had there was a sale at uh, Hamilton Bookstore, so I picked them up. Hamilton Bookstore. Yeah, it's a, that it's a website. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, web, web right. Okay. I'm like, there's an actual book. What? <laughs> there, Barnes, I mean, does Barnes and Noble know about them? Because they'll crush them like a bug. <laughs> So, so there's been movies I've been eyeing up, and uh, Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde. This is like a seventies movie. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, dude. I think it's like a Hammer film. Yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde. At Roy Ward Baker. Yep. In Victorian London, young Doctor Jekyll attempts to create the an elixir of life using female hormones stolen from the glands of fresh corpses. But when Jekyll drinks the ex- ex- experimental potion himself, he is transformed into a beautiful woman with an insatiable taste for mayhem. Can both fiendish personalities share a rampage of ghastly murder and perverse desire? Or will the ultimate battle of sexes rage within, Batman? Ted <laughs> 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 with the Frank Gorshin's Riddler in there for a second. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's just Ralph Bates, Horror Frankenstein, and also Lust of a Vampire, <laughs> starring his gender-bending twist on a classic. Yeah, but the movie's... Uh, okay, it's, it's a scream film. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. what, what did you get? Uh, and then, I don't know why, I keep seeing... Ed fell down. I was, I was like, uh, like I'm, I'm an idiot rabbit hole this well, week, I guess. Well, it's just like, it's like, you, like I, I peruse things and I and I look at, like, trailers and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm kind of like, is this good or is this not good? I don't right. think this is good, but I'm like, it was like, it was like three bucks. I was like, You're I'll, like fuck I'll, it, I don't care. Buy it. It's Trish Stratus from WTP fame. Bounty Hunter. <laughs> I know that movie. I've watched that movie. Is it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because I remember... I remember watching it because I was like, I'm a, uh, at the time when it was done, because it's not a modern movie, it's a movie that was made when, uh, 
2011, by the way. Yeah. So it's when uh, height of her, you know, true stratishness. And I was like, I'll watch that. And it's, you know, it's. It's a bad movie, bad acting, but you know, like I'm getting to watch Trish Stratus. Like I'm like, okay. Well, I know, I know. One Wednesday, I'm gonna have a review one week. Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> we're either gonna watch um, Doctor Jekyll Sister Eye next this Wednesday, right. or it's a uh, sip on movie that I forget the name of the movie. I forget the title, but he's the guy who he was. He act he he, he acted in it. And uh, he, the guy is editing it. He's like ninety percent done, and he wants Dave to review it. Oh, that's oh, you got to do that instead. So, well, if we get it, that's the that's the top. Right, you know, right, right. That's going to be that. have him come on the asked, show. Do him do, do on the show and review it. He asked me <laughs> yesterday, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I would definitely. I mean, watch that for nothing, movie. you could probably do a double feature here because I'm looking at uh, the Bounty Hunters is only eighty minutes long, <laughs> <laughs> and this one's ninety six minutes, give or take. <laughs> you could do a double feature. <laughs> and then uh, I, I upgraded uh, Ace Ventura Peck Detective okay. uh, from DVD to Blu-ray. Oh, look at you. And then, Ooh, you got Blu-ray bucks. <laughs> All right. And then I, I bought the, the one of the video games from Don Bluth at Space Ace. Uh, didn't you ever get your th- your your? Didn't you do a thing? I didn't. I got the shirt. I didn't. I didn't do the DVD. I didn't do oh. the Blu-ray. I should have done the Blu-ray. And I gotcha. I kept kicking myself. And this was the Blu-ray, was not it? Well, it was it was for Dragon's Lair. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, you can buy Dragon's Lair. Oh, like, so this is the actual game that you get to play on your Blu-ray, right? Uh, so, okay. So for, for people who don't know, Space Ace Don Bluth uh, is a big animated movie. You know, all those good Don, to heaven. Don Bluth was a Disney animator, right? Back in like the fifties or sixties, I forget when it was. It might have been sixties, and. He was tired of Disney's bullshit, and he left the company. He took a bunch of animators with him, right? And they started their his own company. And he came, like I said, like you said, all dogs go to heaven. Uh, 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 planet uh, uh, Earth, a tight or Titan AE. Titan AE was another all one. Right. Is uh, Thumbelina? Um, it, there was a bunch. Like you, you know, uh, I think that one with the with with the Russian. Okay. I get the Anastasia. Vegas hurt his okay. as well. I mean, he definitely has an artistic style. So if you see any characters that look like that, chances are nine times out of ten, it's him. Right. <laughs> so in the eighties, him and another—I forget the other guy who 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 is the video game designer of it—he incorporated Don Bluth to do these these video games. And the first one was Dragon's Lair. Uh, all new interviews with creators Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, and Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer, that's the other all guy. Right. Gary Goldman is uh, Don Bluth's like a, like a partner in right. animation an animation side of the world. But Dick Dyer is the one... You don't get Bluth without Goldman, damn it. Right. They're a pair. <laughs> We're a team. Yeah, sure, my name's on the building, but yeah, I come in a, I come in a set. But Dick Dyer is the one that designed the game, and he Rick Dyer and and and, and Tom Rick Dyer. He said Dick Dyer. I'm like, not the guy who did Lethal Weapon <laughs> and the Goonies. Rick, Rick Dyer. Rick Dyer is the guy who made the game, basically, and and Don Bluth's the one that did the artwork and the the, the animation of it. Right all. now, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna give these people a little history about the games because it was um, Dragon's Lair, and then he followed it up with Space Ace, mm-hmm. and they are animated cell movies where you have to pick either up, right, down, left. Like it was a, but you had like it was very. You didn't have a lot of time to make those choices. They're very like, oh my god, do you zig to the left or zig to the right? And depending on 
which way you went is either you lived or you died. It was basically a choose-your-own-adventure where one of the two choices would get you to your death. <laughs> right, and I would say it would, it would show you, it would, well, if you did the right choice, you would continue on the Right, game. you continue you, on the story because, you know, in Dragon's Lair, you're supposed to save the princess. In Space Age, you're supposed to save the princess. <laughs> <laughs> I think except one's a space princess, the other one's a, dra- a dragon slayer princess. Okay. And it was it was designed like in a way like you didn't. It wasn't like like an, like an interactive video game in a way like where you constantly moving around using your your thumb on the joystick, right, right, right. Stick around with your hand and you're pressing buttons. It was either you moved left and then and then the seam would unfold and you made the right choice or you made the wrong choice. And it right your now, death. now it, they're now known as quick time events. Okay, you know, like in video games, like uh, the Quarry, um, the Man of Medan, the all the Dark Pictures films where. Or um, until dawn, like it, believe it or not, they've actually kind of modernized it, where it's like full motion video, and they're telling the story, and then you have to kind of navigate that character and make decisions based upon how you feel. And while it might not be as instantaneous as whether you live or die, but there are repercussions of your choices that fill out throughout the entire game. I played one of those games, kind of like it was Detroit Become Human, mm. where it's very much a modern take on this. Don Bluth, I would say, is probably the one who probably started that kind right. of quick time event, all quick time event game. Now they've they've mastered it, but back then it was incredible. I mean, I dumped a lot of quarters into Dragon's Lair and never once finished the story. Never once. <laughs> I think I might have gotten... Because it was all about remembering patterns. Yeah. I can go so far. You know, maybe like five minutes into it, maybe. And I'd be like, oh, shit, I messed up. Or I take too long. Or I noticed somebody was talking to somebody. And next thing you know, I'm dead. I remember doing Space Ace. But Space Ace was like, oh, this is basically Dragon's Lair. I'm moving on. <laughs> like, I, and I'm like, oh, this one is... You can use your remote control to play the fully interactive HD, but I'm looking at the back. I'm going, spectacular new transfer, because you haven't opened it up yet. No. Digitally remastered in high def, better video than the original arcade version. For the first time ever in stunning 5.1 surround sound that immerses you in the action. Um, all special features in HD, which is the an interview with creators Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, and Rick Dyer. Picture-in-picture video commentary with the creators. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Excuse me. But then there's a watch feature to view the stunning animation without playing it. So you could actually just watch the entire yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know, evil kidnappers. In, the evil commander Borf has kidnapped Ace's girlfriend, the beautiful Kimberly, and is plotting to enslave the Earth using his dreaded Infantano, Infant, Infantano Ray, a weapon that changes everyone in blast into helpless bibbers. Armed with only a laser gun. Ace must find and destroy the Infantore, rescuing Kimberly and saving the Earth. All in a day's worth for a superhero, right? And the fate of the Earth is in your hands, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. That's, that's cool. Yeah. All right. I always love those games. Uh, I have it. The last iteration I think I have it for is for the Wii. Wii! <laughs> the Nintendo Wii came out with the three games. Actually, that might be on my PS4. I think I oh, actually I downloaded it. <laughs> right. Every time, every if I see every it in the store, is or, buy it. I get right, it. Right, it's like type of thing because I always enjoyed that. Like, I know there was a series that they did. I think I think there was a TV Hanna, show. Hanna Hanna Barbera, Lair, yeah, yeah. Hanna Barbera did it. I, I every once in a while I'll do circle around that. It is expensive, right? Because you know, it's it's rare and it's like twelve episodes, right? Maybe not even that. So yeah, so every once in a while, and I know they, I think they did a Space Ace one as well. I guess, uh, I but that's even rare. Dragon's Lair Space Ace Hour. 
the Saturday morning cartoons, kids, in the 80s. I remember watching it and enjoying it. I just, but I mean, like, you... you, you I, 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 for me, I, there is a ghost of a memory in there going, I think I used to watch that, too. I remember definitely playing the video game. Yeah, I remember Dragon's Lair. I actually remember where it was actually, I can close my eyes and almost picture where it was at in the galaxy, which was the arcade. The the thing that, the thing you have to take away from this as a fact is, is that <clears throat> Space Ace was, I'm going to say, decades advanced where we were oh, when, yeah. when the video games were being played at right, that right, time. Right, right, right. Because you're talking like the 80s when this was being made. Right, and like I said, quick time events were not a thing in video games <clears throat> at the time. It was fighting games or Super Mario Brothers, an arcade version. And I remember arcades would be that would be the most popular machine, uh-huh. and they would have a TV on top, uh-huh. so people because people would crown around you while you played and like try to brave try to see right right and, you, and then you'd, you'd be like you're crowding me kids like get, right, you know, right, get out of my like, way throw some elbows because everyone's pushed up you're pushed up against the thing and you can't react right you can't do it right and like right. I'm not comfortable doing this so they they would put a TV up so right. that way they could people could watch it what you were it'd, doing it'd, it'd be it'd be the original streaming right. I, kids, back in our day, we used to have a TV attached to our VRK games. That was how we streamed. Eddie? <laughs> 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 yeah, I remember that. The TV just walking in going, oh, who's playing? Oh, just stand there and watching, going, all right. Like, you didn't see, I mean, obviously, it's archaic now if you look about it, but it, you had the arcade thing and the guy standing underneath it, and right on top of it was the TV that was streaming the game. You're like, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I can stand there and watch it. And that's, oh, he got killed. Like, yeah. the, whole, like the whole place would erupt. With like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was very interactive. But it was like, it was live streaming before it was actually even termed. Live streaming quick time event game. Like, and even now. They actually, with nowadays, they do it with games like now because you can actually join a party online and all have a character. And look at that! Ed, they were was, ahead of their time. I was saying you you watch Twitch and and uh, and watch right watch people play video games basically uh-huh. like you know. And, and, My friend Rich, he does, he streams on Twitter or streams on Twitch uh, and on on what do you call it? Um, TikTok now. All right, you know you're like all right. I, hey, I should do that when I was a teenager. Used to watch people. All right, what else did you get, Dead Raid? Uh, well, I digitally I picked up. Um, now I I, 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 <laughs> I got it for ten bucks, folks. I know exactly. I saw what he got, and it's it's here, ten dollars. Here's the thing. I I I've kind of like, I almost bought it. I, I, I've kind of like in your camp where it was like it's all bundled together. And uh-huh. It's five movies is one. It's a Bruce Lee collection uh-huh. of five movies. But if you if you price them out individually, uh-huh. they're like eight to ten dollars a piece alone. Right, right, right. So, so for five of them for ten bucks, you're going. That's a that's a steal. So I'm going. Well, I'm going to have to bun, I have to buy the bundle. I'm right, like, I'm right. not going to get away with it. So I got the big boss, Fist of Fury, uh, Game of Death, uh, the Dragon, and uh, the Legend. Uh, Jerry Bruce Lee, the Legend. That's the last well, one. Well, okay. Well, uh, hold on for a second. Oh, go back there. It is. The Way of the Dragon. The Way of the Dragon, okay. And then it's Bruce Lee, uh, the legend. It's a documentary about him. Okay, there you go. Right. Uh, big. Uh, one of those movies, though, is it's not available. The only way you can get it is through the bundle. Ah, okay. That's Because I, I, I looked until I'm like, 10 bucks for Bruce Lee movies? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, There's only like three of them that I actually really like, and <laughs> none of them are on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Game of Death, I think that might actually be his... Last movie, I think it was. I hope so because I wanted to see that one. I've never That's, seen that one. Uh, who's star- look, go to who stars in it? Because if it's got um, Chuck Norris, uh, no, nope, no, nope, no. it's probably not it then. Yeah. 
um, because there is one where Chuck Norris, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, is in yeah, it, a, where it's his last movie, and it's it's he's wearing the yellow um, jumpsuit, jumpsuit, which or is tracksuit, the tracksuit, which what's her face wears in um, Kill Bill, Kill um, <clears throat> but it's very much very very. Um, there's a video game, I forget the name of the video game now, but it's loosely based on the end of this movie because in the end of the movie he has to go through this like like almost levels and at the end of a level there's a boss fight like and and that's where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes in and like and then after he beats him he climbs up a little bit more and then there's Chuck Norris and you're like the only problem is is that what makes the movie fall apart is is that Bruce Lee filmed all the action scenes before he died. Mm. But because he died while filming, they have a stand-in to do all the acting part. Or like, you know, like, and the guy doesn't really look like him and he wears dark sunglasses the entire time so you try to hide the fact that it's not Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. Right. And you're like, it kind of pulls you out but you just go, I just, just fast forward to the end but the big, the big fight, the big fights because what was cool was at the time Bruce Lee was a teacher he taught Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He taught, helped taught um, Chuck Norris. Mm. So they were students of his. So he got to actually film fight choreography with his own students, which is kind of cool. Especially, it's nice to see it's the uh, the with Kareem and him fighting. It's kind of funny because Kareem is so big, like looms over him. I you always see, you always see like like the trailer, and you like you see him fighting, and it's this right. big stick, giant right. stick man, and, and he. <laughs> He kicks him so hard. He kicks him and they put his footprint on his chest. <laughs> and they're like, all right. And, all right, so what else you get? And the fun, no, that's it for, for purchases. Uh, okay. Now it's the review of, I'm trying to find it real quick, because it's one of those movies that I need to read. There it is. It's called The Blackout Invasion Earth. This is a Russian film. Okay. Sipan uh, and I uh, got a suggestion from a friend of his because... I See, I thought you guys would have seen The Guardian now by now. The Guardian. It's The Guardians. It's basically Russian Avengers where the guy turns into a bear. No, I didn't see it. Oh, my God. That, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I keep dying to watch it. You're going to have to Google that when I'm, while you're done, after you get done this one. Go ahead. Anyway... Uh, it's it's about uh, an alien race that comes to Earth to uh-huh. invade us, but apparently they've been around for two thousand years, oh. and we're part of their race in a way. Like oh. we're we're cultivating and, and making the planet like useful and all, and then they kill us all off. But apparently, the one area that is in Russia, mm-hmm. Moscow, and all, that's the only place they got saved. So now we have to to stop the ship from coming. And there is these two um, overseers, I guess. Okay. And one changed their mind because he he, he kind of got like he didn't fall peer in love. pressure didn't fall in love with it, but he was kind of it's like 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 a power struggle like between gotcha. the two of them. Okay. And uh, so so basically, like the these the the Russian military has to figure out a way to stop them. And basically, it was just down to like four people on Earth now left, <laughs> like, like a like a new Adam and Eve uh, uh, style thing. Um, I, it's over two hours, um, and it felt every minute. Every, oh, every, sorry. Every, the pacing was it wasn't bad. I mean, like it was a low budget Russian film, so you have to take it for what it's worth. So you kind of go, all right, I'm, I'm not expecting like uh, Oscar performances or, or what year is it? What year is that made? That was made in uh, it's up there somewhere. Twenty twenty. So it's oh, like, okay. still like a couple years old. Okay. Um, and I have to say, like, 
it, it, it's just pacing. Like some far movies just have too long of a pace in terms of they want to they want to emphasize something too much, and it's right. just like you need to you need to cut a little right, bit. Right, right, right. You, you gotta know, trim the fat. Trim the fat because us Americans are like like let's right, let's, let's get let's, to the action. Let's get to the beat. I don't. Oh, we're just about saving the earth. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I got it. Now go. Right. Like good. I I hit the ground running. I get it. Oh, you're telling me how how much the earth needs to be saved. No, no, I, I got that the first time. But all right, right. It's soapbox, soap, soapbox moment. This movie actually is a movie with a message, v- surrounded by visuals. Gotcha. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Can we move this along? I want to see uh, people punching aliens. All right, shooting aliens. All right, right. Oh, oh and then now there's another message. <laughs> what's, what's funny about this alien invasion movie? There was really no alien invasion. There was a ship at the end that comes, of course. And then they they the the three out of the four because the one. It, it got it's it was so complicated you're you're going i just don't understand half it but basically at the end of th- there's three three out of the four one is like hurt because he oh it was because they killed they killed the one alien guy they killed both aliens all right like, the one they stopped and the other one was saying well the reason why i did this is because you know i want to be the one to like greet them to you know this planet the the his people so they end up killing him in a way and he said, well, we need him to stop the aliens. Like, and he's, they're like, no, that's not what's going to happen. You know? So it's, it was like a, it was, it was like one of those things where they, they, the plot goes one way and then they change it. I think they like, like the director was like, we're going to, we're going to film both. Right. And then like, I'm going to decide which one. And they go, I, I can't decide. We'll put them both in. We'll put them both we'll, in. Yeah. Let the audience clue. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, they end up killing like, cause they're throwing these pods, like right. these, uh, uh, chambers, the, uh, like hyper sleep chambers. Uh-huh. And so you end up killing them, except for the kids. They couldn't do. Of the, course, you the, can't kill kids. kids. So the kids got you know are awake now, and then there's these these humans, and and that's how it ends. And you're going, uh, oh, I guess you're either going to be a sequel or or just the, your own interpretation. Just, right. The children now have inherited the earth, and they'll they'll save us all. Here, I, this is the, I, I call it. It's called Guardians. I think it's free on Tubi. So here, watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna push play and see if I can get the. There you go, Ed. Exactly right. <laughs> These people are our only hope. What's the name of the mission? Guardians. Guardians. Here, hold my phone. My arm's tired. <laughs> I've seen the trailer multiple times online. I'm like, I kind of want to see it. Now I know it's free on Tubi, on Pluto TV. But every once in a while, I think it's like on sale for like five bucks. I'm like, or it's free to watch on Voodoo. Come with us. <laughs> Rapid military attacks on Moscow continue. Because <laughs> turned out to be useless against the <laughs> It's a three minute video, so you might want to just kind of skim it through it. Of any this was made in 2017, by the way. <laughs> All right, it's, it's it's every bit it's every bit of the blackout invasion or right right and there's like superheroes it's it's basically Russians Avengers right like where is it, where is it yeah like oh look there's a guy in water oh look here he's a superhero oh there's no coming back and no coming back see look oh they're scary looking oh. Oh, there he is. He's a bear with a machine gun, Ed. A bear. A werebear, I guess you can kind of put it that way. Like a For werebear. some reason, I don't know why, for some reason, 
I felt like I seen that movie. <laughs> I, I, the trailer was everywhere for a while. Maybe that's what it was. It may be because uh, I'm like, it's it's a werebear with a machine gun, Ed. How do you not want to see that? It's <laughs> now going. Maybe I can find it. I think it's free to play. I think I think it's free to watch, or it's five bucks. <laughs> I'm like, you guys should watch that movie. We're going to be watching foreign films now. <laughs> You're watching foreign films, but it's the action-adventure foreign films. Well, there's the thing. Like, we, there, is, there, is, there is another... There it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Free with ads. There you go. So you can watch it on Voodoo. Free with ads. Let's see here. Wait. $5.99. $6.99 if it went in an HD. $5.99 standard definition. Right. All right. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, but I was because I was just I, I saw him last night. I saw Sip on last night. Okay, and I was we were talking, and I said, I said, well, if not, I said, I what, well, you know, I said, well, I definitely want to see your movie, and I, I want to review it and all. And he goes, right, and he's like, well, it's not like the, you know, it's not like a triple A title, you know. But, <laughs> like, and I go, I would go, I go, no, I'm going to compare it to Star Wars. <laughs> No, yeah. dude, this is Nick Schindler's list. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I compare. I was like, all right, I compare it to Star Trek, uh, the motion picture. Like, <laughs> compare it to what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Star Trek Five. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you, God need a spaceship? <laughs> so, uh, so, so if he says because he, he's like, he's like, I, I told him okay. I was like, he doesn't. He didn't say he was going to mail it or anything. Like, right. I have no idea. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I have Doctor Jekyll's sister. And I said, if not, I have another movie I bought a long time ago. It was called Cosmo Ball. It's another Russian film. It's about a <laughs> game. This play called Cosmo. They play this game called Cosmo Ball. It's kind of like a. It was almost like a a rip off of Rollerball. Well, well, yeah, like Rollerball, but okay. a Battle Angel, when they play that roller game. Oh, you know, okay, okay, style, okay. Like, so, which is also loosely kind of Rollerball-esque. Right. Because Rollerball has motorcycles and a big ball, and it's like Demolition Derby meets r- r- motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as I said, I said we, so we got some so we got some choices. Okay. You'll, you'll be hearing our next bad review soon. Um, I kind of recommend though the the that dark movie, the invasion movie, because it wasn't like I said. Like if you can get over, if you don't mind the like slow pacing in some some right, parts, right, right. the action was really good. Like okay. it really, really was a good like you know. But it was like I said, there's times it's just like, and it's because it, it's it's just kind of annoying when, especially when the 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 audio doesn't really sync because it is it's a Russian film, right? So it's audio dubbed, it's audio right. dubbed. So some of the syncing is really terrible, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and you're going, oh, it just it took you really right out of it, right? Like a lot of lot of lips moving, but all like, yes, yeah, no, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> right. like, but, 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 you know, you see the lips like moving like a mile, right. and you're going, I wish I knew what they really said. Like, <laughs> wow, this is. Well, it's just like the old movies from the seventies I used to watch on TV. <laughs> all the Bruce Lee movies you're about to watch. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Anything else exciting happening this week? That is it, sir. I mean, uh, that's it. Oh, okay. I can't think of anything else? Um, I only bought one. Th- Actually, that's not true. I have I bought I bought two things. One digital media. It's Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger. Uh, it is on uh, Voodoo for like five bucks, and I bought it because I have the other two movies that they made in that in that time, mm-hmm. Sinbad and The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, and because I remember going to the movie theaters and seeing one of them, and I always swore it was Sinbad and the and the Eye of the Tiger, but it's because it has Jane Seymour in it, but it's not. It's another one. It was the Eye of the. It was the. 
Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Mm. And I was like, that's the one I kind of, like, I remember seeing it in a drive-in with my parents. Like, mm. it, it's, but I remember watching, it's one of those Ray Harryhausen fl- films, and you're like, all right, I, it kind of comp- rounds off my collection. Mm. Then the other one I went to, I was perusing through um, Best Buy, and I bought something with the sole intentions of giving it, giving something to you out of it. Okay. There is, I don't know if you have it, it's the Heat, the the definitive director's cut. No, I don't have that one. Okay, well, Ed, I apologize because I bought it for like nine bucks, right? And it was supposed to come with a digital copy. Open it up, no digital copy. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. And I felt like it's, it's like a two, it's like, it's supposed to be like a longer version of Heat. And I'm like, well, I bought it a while back because it's, it's, I think I bought it on 4K. And I'm like, well, I don't have a physical copy of it, but it comes with a digital, I'll, I'll just open it up send them the code and go here you go like hope you don't have it i should have brought the movie so you can maybe oh and i tried scanning the barcode barcode doesn't take Ah. i was like son of a bitch all honesty it was nine bucks so i was like well i don't own it so i guess you know there's that um i did watch some stuff though so i do have um some i watched uh, Stacy and I watched a documentary on Netflix called The Pez Outlaw. The what now? The Pez Outlaw. You heard me right, Ed. P-E-Z, like the little candy thing. Uh-huh. So it's a documentary. So you have to go in with that kind of mindset of it's about a old man who during the height of the Pez, I guess there is a Pez craze. or Believe it or not, Ed, it's a collectible. So people buy Pez dispensers. Excuse me, the way they would Funkos, Beanie Babies, right. anything like along those lines. Well, this guy apparently, this <sighs> Stacy says he's got some kind of tism. You know, like, <laughs> he's on the spectrum somewhere. He has to be. But him and his son, uh, they're trying. He's a collector, and he's collecting um, box, um, cereal boxes. And he's got them all like filed and everything. Like I'm like, well, the Wheaties one seems sense. Kind of like he's just he's a collector. Mm-hmm. He collects stuff like I don't think anyone really wants, but he's a collector. So he comes across. He's somewhere, and someone shows. He sees. He's like at some sort of convention of some sort, and he sees someone doing a Pez dispenser type thing, and he was fascinated with it. So he kind of, it's filmed with part like real real people talking about the incident mm-hmm. and then some reenactment stuff and the reenactment stuff is kind of funny how they kind of play off like how paranoid the guy kind of got at some point in time and I'll get to that mm-hmm. um, so he, he meets a person and it's like he's like it's kind of like a film noir we met like in a back alley and he told me that this woman told him that he gets these Pez dispensers that aren't manufactured or distributed in the United States from a place out in, uh, like, I'm going to say in Ukraine. Mm. Okay. Or now I wouldn't say the Ukraine because by Russia. I forget. It's basically a bad place where, you know, how do I put it? You find out that there's Pez in America and mm. then there's the, over, the international Pez. Mm. Well, the American Pez had the final say on what gets put out into the stores, mm-hmm. but there's a company in, in overseas that's making stuff and that they're not, they're being cut off. So they're black market Pez dispensers. Oh, okay. All right. So this guy goes over there, buys a shit ton of them, and brings them back into the United States and sells them at these conventions, like making money hand over face because you know that they're rarities. They're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. 
And again, this is, I would say, before the age of the internet. So it's got a lot of like, <laughs> like, oh, this person had him followed and I think I was being followed. And it's because of me that they had these new laws. And you're like, well, not really. But like, you can tell that his, the Pez outlaw, that's what he called himself. Because he was, he was. So, so this is a self-proclaimed. It's a self-proclaimed okay, person. Right, okay. But there's people in it. They're like, well, this guy's story needed to be told. And there's this one Austrian guy. He's like, I don't know why you're doing this. He, it's it's a wrong subject. He, he's the loser. Like he's the loser of this story. Why are you doing a film about him? Right? Because he he really is the loser. Like I, at the end of the movie, I didn't feel sorry for this guy at all. Because and neither did, neither did Stacey. Stacey's a harsher critic than I am. Right. He basically goes on this whole thing of he's smuggling in uh, these rejected Pez dispensers into the United States, and the head of Pez in the United States is kind of pissed and wants to crush him like the bug that he is, right? Right. right. But he can't get him. It's like this cat and mouse game, apparently, where it's like this guy's walking through the you know airport with duffel bags full of fucking Pez dispensers. And I'm like, well, how did he get past customs? Guess why? The reason why he got past customs is because Pez never filled out the paperwork to make it an international company. So, like, he could he could go overseas, buy it, and just bring it in. There'd be, there'd be questions, and but he'd be allowed... There, they didn't... They, Pez, over a clerical error, mm. he was they were able to get away with it. Right. So he's doing this kind of like flying overseas, coming back, like, and this guy's like I wouldn't say he's the smartest guy. He definitely seems very like good old boy kind of right. like the kind of good old boy. It's like, and back in my day, you know, I couldn't shake two twigs together to make fire. Kind of like one of those kind of guys. Right. So he's doing all this. He's making money hand over fist, and of course, when people make hand, when people in these kind of documentaries make money hand over fist. They don't know how to properly invest it. So what happens? They wind up losing it all. Yeah. So surprise, spoilers, his guy's ego gets so big that he then decides to create his own Pez, right? His own Pez figures. Like let's say, he, they use the example, like Pez actually has a um, skull head one for like Halloween, mm-hmm. and it's white. So this guy basically copied that, but painted, made the skull black would send these these drawings mm-hmm. and schematics over to Korea where the Pez factory that makes them is at. Mm-hmm. He would get them made, get them packaged with Pez's own fucking packaging, shipped back to him, and he'd sell them at the conventions as if they were, they were his, his own product. Mm-hmm. So people were eating it all up, but then Pez got wind of it, and they basically crushed them. They called, then they they they. They took his co- and they took his ideas, copied it, repackaged it, and called it the Pez. It was the Misfits lines. Looked exactly like this guy. So he, the one day he made a million dollars, and the next day, gone, gone, gone because now Pez, now he's got all this product because Pez is basically, dude. I'm like at that point, I'm like. Dude, you, you flew too close to the sun, sir, because you're using Pez's own packaging. You flying back and forth, that's one thing. But now you're creating your own product, having it packaged through Pez, and then trying to sell it without their distribution rights. Mm-hmm. That's why you're done. That's like me saying, hey, Ed, I gotta, I, you know, we're going we're gonna to market a Mickey Mouse t-shirt, and we're going to sell it on the internet, and no one's going to fucking stop us. And all of a sudden, you hear in the background, ha-ha, guess what? 
Like, you, there's a lawyer knocking your door with a cease and desist letter. Well, you know? well it's funny is because they, they, now that you mentioned Mickey in particular, the fact is it's because it's not – like, you know, uh, copyright laws is up 95 years. So, right. So Disney's – surprise, right. he's 100 years old. Right, 100 years so, old. So you're going, oh, wait a minute. He's now legal. He's legal. He, anybody can make a um, Mickey Mouse movie with him in it. Nope, they can't. Because uh, <laughs> Mickey went – Ching, ching. How much we got to pay to make another hundred years? Every if if you've noticed, like in the last, I don't know how many movies you watch as a Disney movie. In the beginning, there's the little steamboat willing, and he's like, right, doing the whistle right. thing, boop, boop. And, and then that, the Disney castle thing. They they made that a a trademark character. Oh, so oh. that's why they put it in the movies and they put it everywhere because okay. the thing. So now that becomes not longer like now it's not public domain anymore. Goes because back now to it's a, trade, it's it's a, a trademark. trademark. So now it goes back to Disney. Oh, Disney, you sly bastards! <laughs> so you'll probably see when it's like you see like you know it's it's Goofy's turn and Donald and right, you know, right. The rest we'll of start the you'll start seeing those characters being trademarked and 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 <laughs> right. put into in the beginning they're, of the movies. They're getting trademarked right now. I'm saying, I'm saying they're they're yeah. being worked out right now. Like like Disney's not going to wait until that that moment. Right. Going, <laughs> we're going to buy boys. Let's do this. Sooner or later, you're going to be like, hey, we're going to go see the new Disney movie right before it's going to have a whole a whole like a class picture of Disney characters. characters. They go, we own all these. None of you fuckers can touch them. On with the show. Right. <laughs> Speaking of, now Moana 17-3. Like, you know, we want her to. <laughs> so, so, like, right away, like, and then you find out, I'm going to spoil the whole thing, but because his, his story is so fascinating uh-huh. that now all of a sudden he kind of does like a talk show circuit, like, because believe it or not, there are still Pez conventions. And he goes to them now as like the guest of honor, and he talks about his story. He actually, what happened was, thanks to the internet, thanks to the internet, he started writing a blog called like it was like the Pez Outlaw blog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he started telling his story about how he used to do these things and how he felt like he was being followed and watched, and it was all like covert. And it got a following, of course. And then so that they were able to contact him. Then, of course, you know the down part of that is that. He's married with kids, but his wife's starting getting Alzheimer's. He's kind of old up there. I mean, I would say he looks like he's still in kind of good health, but he, I don't say like I don't think his elevator goes all the way to the top floor. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially with some of the stuff that he was saying. I'm going, Dad, I don't think that's right, sir. I just, I just don't. But like at the end, you're like, okay, well, he's going around talking about this. You know, he's going around talking about what he's done, and I'm like, I don't really feel that bad for you. I mean, you, as Stacy would put it, you fucked around. And you found out. Right. No. Like in the in the end, they crushed you and they destroyed you, and now now you got a talk show. You can walk around, and go like, "Hi, I'm the Pez Outlaw. Look at me. I've got my fuzzy bunny slippers on, and I'm walking through the convention. You want a picture? Thanks. That'll be ten bucks. Hey, you want me to talk at your convention? Thanks. You, you can pay me to do that because you lost. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't. It's, I don't call it a cautionary tale. I call it like a pity party because it just seems to be like, oh, we feel bad for this guy. So let's have a talk, have a conversation. It's like the little guy gets squashed by the big guy. Well, well, yeah, because the little the big guy thought he was he. It's well, the David and Goliath story, but it, it to the natural cause, Goliath crushed David. 
know? Yeah, but it's one of those things where, like, this guy can now make money basically going to conventions. Sure. I mean, I mean like, eventually that, that will fade away because nobody will care anymore. And you're going, yeah, we heard well, your story. Well, right, and which is the reason why there's a Netflix movie. Right. Right. So, <laughs> saying, so, so, like, he'll milk it for all it's worth. Sure. And do everything. Like, you know, pretty soon there's going to be, like, a book. You know, right. It's going to be on the, you know, then. <laughs> the Pez. Actually, what Pez should do is they should make a Pez of him as a complete, like, fuck you to you. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, yo, Pez out. We call it the Pez outlaw because that's not trademarked. Now it is. Now you owe us money. Right. <laughs> you can't call yourself the Pez outlaw, biatch. So, so like, yeah, it's, it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? He had his he had his fifteen <coughs> minutes of fame, and then now it's over. And you're going, right. all right, move on. And, right. You know, and you know, I, I mean, I'm not gonna feel sorry for the guy. Be like, oh, really? It was fascinating to watch up until the end when you find out that he started doing this. Then when he did it, I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I know how this is gonna end. Big corporation crushes you like a like the bug that you are. Sorry, sir. Why are we making a movie about you? Because the Austrian guy's right at this point. Doing you lost. It'd be different if you won. Like, <laughs> give you. Yeah, but that's the that's the thing. It's I mean, everyone they, loves a loser. I said, like, everyone, everyone loves, loves a loser. Right. Everyone, everyone loves a loser. Story. You're going. You're going. It's an interesting story, and it's it's one of those stories that right. you tell around a campfire or whatever. You're going. Yeah, this idiot. You know, like I mean, like this. The movie itself was filmed entertainingly. Like you know, you had of course like the confessional scene where they're all talking, but then they would cut to like an actor in like a trench coat, like kind of like sneaking through, like yo. Sneaking through like the uh, warehouse of Pez things and they're grabbing stuff, and then they have the guy who is running Pez at the at the International Pez. Apparently, according to the Pez outlaw, he met the head of the company at the International Pez part. Right? Mm. They got along, and because the Pez outlaw greased his wheels, he got to carte blanche to go through the warehouse and grab stuff. Mm. That's his side of the story. So then, of course, you do get the guy. They finally get, you know, towards the end of the film, they get the other guy, the guy who he says he was talking to, and the guy's like, that never happened. I never met that guy, hmm. right? But you can tell that that guy is lying right through his teeth. You're going, because the guy gave you, like, four grand, and you gave him, like, three duffel bags full of, you know, Pez, according to the Pez outlaw. Right. But the other guy's like, oh, I, he's, he way he put it is, well, it's behind us. You no, know, it's not that big. It's behind, like he admits to it without admitting to it, and because he no longer works for the company, so who the fuck cares, right? right. But he's kind of like, oh well, I don't know. I've never met him, but whatever. Like it's just kind of like, dude, you're super guilty. Right. <laughs> you know, right. you can just tell you because you you got the American money because he's overseas. I mean, at the time it was like the seventies and eighties. So like, yeah, like American money was sought after. You could have bought a box of jeans and you probably could have walked over with the, have that stuff right <laughs> i did watch two more things okay i watched uh the unbearable weight of unmeasurable talent or whatever the fuck it's called that <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent it's the nick cage pablo pa- pascal movie yeah. where nicholas cage plays himself yeah and <laughs> it was pretty good i mean i was i was i was laughing i highly recommend it it's, it's meta but it's also very funny. Um, I, like, he kind of crushes it. Like I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. But there's moments where Nicolas Cage has to be vampires kiss Nicolas Cage. The look that he has, the black leather jacket and the hair. Yeah. Like, you know, he's... Or Valley... Not Valley Girl, but it's definitely like young... To me, it reminded me of Vampire's Kiss in the cage. Right. He's got the biker jacket on. He's like, woo! Like, real crazy. And he kind of, it's like his like inner monologue self that looks like that. He's like, you're Nick 
fucking cage. You know? <laughs> it's hysterical. I, I highly recommend that movie. That was really, really good. Then I started watching a TV show. Okay. The TV show is called Poker Face on Peacock. Okay. All right. Uh, it stars Natasha Leone. Leone? The blonde, the smart blonde from American Pie. Okay. Uh, she's got the blonde curly hair. Kind of talks. She's from New York, so she kind of has like kind of like this talk. Yeah. Well, she plays a girl. Um, it's it's produced by Ryan Johnson, who's done you know, um, the Knives Out movies. Mm-hmm. You know that Knives Out and Glass Onion. He's kind of bringing back like the murder mystery movie, TV show. Mm-hmm. She has this ability to just tell when a person's lying, flat out, no bullshits, bullshit or not bullshit. Mm-hmm. She just has that that thing. So, first episode, she is working at at a um, casino, Mm. but she's a a waitress. Kind of, you know, you find in the it's a TV show. It's only on Peacock, so it's not like it's 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 a Peacock original. Mm. Uh, So she has her best friend gets killed, and it looks like her. It was her husband. It was like a murder suicide thing, but she can't really let it go because she was the last person that. She call, try call in, you know, and the head of the the head of the casino is played by uh, oh shit I had him the guy he was in King Kong oh, shit I gotta I gotta Adrian uh, one one a fucking uh, shit 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 Adrian Brody is it Adrian Brody I think so hold on <laughs> Adrian Brody. King Kong, hold on, it's, it's, it's easier if I just do King Tut. Oh, do 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 funk. Yeah, Adrian Brody. Whew, okay. okay, that guy right there. Okay. He's the he's the son of the mobber, mobster who owns the casino that she works at. The He's running the casino for his dad because, you know, dad thinks he's a fuck up and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You never meet the dad, but, you know, you know, and Benjamin Bratt's in it. Benjamin Bratt works for the guy's father, but kind of is also like his the kid's right hand man. So what happens is that there's the well, there's a well at the for those people who don't know, well at the casino is a guy who spends a shit ton of fucking money. Mm. Well, apparently her friend stumbles across um, is trying to clean the room and notices something on uh, the guy's laptop. I am assuming it's child porn. They don't really tell you what it is because you find out that it's illegal and that the FBI is, but she goes to her boss, mm. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody has her killed, you know, because, you know, she knew too much. And right. the reason why she had her killed, I think the reason why he had her killed is because he wants to fleece the well because apparently the well has been holding his own tournaments inside the hotel. Mm. Which is not allowed, obviously. Right, right. So he knows the story of Natasha Leone having the ability to tell the truth like that, mm. like knowing when a person's lying or not. So he has like, he, like he's talking to her and having like this interview, like, "Hey, I want to set up this sting where we're gonna," because she, her past is that she used to go to all these poker games and win a lot of money playing poker. Mm. No one could understand how she did it. But what happened is she's got a reputation, so she went up getting blackballed. Adrian Brody's father took her into the hotel, had like a little soft spot for her. They were never romantically involved because you know he was an older gentleman of sorts. But mm. 
he let her work there and let her hang out. Like, but she never was allowed to play any games or anything because of she was blackballed. Right. So Adrian Brody knows this story, so he he brings her in to have this conversation. With, like, look, I want to, I we're going to put a plant into the Wales tournament, and we're going to set some video cameras up, and all you're going to do is you're going to you're going to help us fleece this guy because no one does this shit in my hotel. Of course, you know, like you should. Why? How come you didn't tell your father? You know, my father doesn't run this hotel. He gave it to me. I'm doing things my way. This is what we're gonna do. Right. Like your typical, I'm the. My dad didn't. You know, she's like, well, why are you doing it? Because and I'll know you're lying. He's like, my dad, I fucked up as a lot as a kid. People don't take me seriously. Dad gave this to me because he thought I could keep me controlling. And he basically tells like it's it's an interesting story. You're going, all right. And you know he's telling the truth because she. Right, she knows it's the truth because anytime he said something that wasn't the truth, she would just go bullshit. Like that's kind of like so it's established that she can tell because he the first time he's he's like actually has a conversation, he pulls up a deck of cards and he's like I'm ace of spades and she's like bullshit, jack of clubs bullshit, ten of spades, you got it's right and he would show her the card and you know so he's like we well, are not reading the cards, you're reading me and then it had to kind of, she's like it's what's kind of gift I've always had. I don't. I can't explain it. So the premise is that you just kind of have to go with it. Mm. And through the while she's trying to while she's trying to help, she's she's going to get like a million and a half to help him fleece the whale. Mm. But then her friend dies, and then she tries. She gets obsessed, kind of with her with her friend's death because she's like, I don't understand. Because uh, yeah, he was an abusive asshole, but he can't, like it, it. It's you kind of piece the the murder mystery going on. Mm. So she. Figures it out that you know, like I'm coming to spoil the first episode. She um, she figures it out that Adrian Brody had her killed because of the stuff that was on the on the laptop, right? And that you know, and that the the game was canceled. And he, Adrian Brody's like, I don't understand what what the fuck, like why it was canceled. And she's like, We didn't go to the cops. He's like, I didn't have to go to the cops. So she went to the the well, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, her his phone rings and it's his father. Like you're like oh my god he's a trip because now he's blackballed, the casino. Mm. So what he what Adrian Brody does is and I didn't expect this he takes a header out the window and kills himself. Whoa! Right. So now all of a sudden she's like holy shit and then Benjamin Bratt now is like oh my god you just killed this guy's son basically. I now have to kill you. So he starts shooting at her and stuff like that, and she gets away. But now she's on the run, and she gets a phone call from the father, like from the dude, mm. the kid's father. He's like, look, we go back a long way, but but you know I have to kill you. Like, yeah. I, I have to. Like, I can't, you can't, you killed my kid. Right. Like, what you did, like, you could have done any number of things, but he, you, you, you killed my son. Mm. You know it was his choice to jump out the window, but he was ruined. Um, so now she's on the run, and that's basically you know, now she's basically going from town to town. And I guess something happens, and she solves murders. Yeah. <coughs> she, I mean, not like, but she, what she's really good at doing the Columbo, hey. which is what I, which I think is the hook. She kind of, she's kind of like, well, you know, I don't know what's that word, what's that word, like the locker, yeah, yeah, the combinate locker. I can't figure out the name. Like she kind of does like the stupid things. Like she can, she's really, really smart, but then she's also kind of really dumb. Mm. And like Columbo used to be the other. Um, uh, yeah, there's just one more thing. Right. I I gotta ask. Uh, if if he was a lefty, why was the gun in his right hand? I, I don't know. I 
who knows, right? And then you kind of, she kind of does like some of, some of that in the show, and I'm like, Ryan Johns is bringing back Columbo. <laughs> like he's bringing it back. It's a really good, smart show. I probably didn't do a must justice, but I mean, the premise is good. It's like an hour. It's it's an hour episode, but it's it's. I think there's four episodes. Right, right, right now, yeah. and I'm telling you, I tonight when I go home, I'm watching more episodes because they're like, they're awesome. All right. Um, did you see the new Night Court show? No, I did not. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I heard it was terrible. So I mean, it's okay. Like there are certain things that made the original Night Court great. Mm. You know, the cast, the characters, Dan Fielding, Harry himself. You know, they're good cast. Um, I think a lot of people aren't gravitating towards her because mm. she's actually using her real voice. She doesn't sound like Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, thank God. Right. Like, that nasal voice that she has on the show is a voice. It's not her real voice, but nobody knew that. Right. That's how smart fucking people are. You know, no one ever knew that she was putting an act on, because now when she's talking, she sounds like herself, and everyone's like, well, I don't know if I can watch the show, because she's not doing the, she's not doing the voice. Right. Dan Feeling used to be a prosecutor. Now he's the public defender. Right. But he hates being the public defender. He doesn't really want to defend these people, but... He had something happen to him in his past. He's trying, not really atone, but she kind of talks him into kind of like coming back. And the second episode had a little bit more of like a like history of like why she's why she's the way she is, why she went to follow in her dad's footsteps. Mm. You know, and she understands why Dan's doing like it's all about healing and about like coming to face you know your problems. It's sometimes touchy feely. Where I'm like, I don't remember the night court being touchy feely at all, no. but. You know, there's some touchy-feely stuff, but it's got some decent jokes. I don't know if it's going to last, like, what, five, six years the way Night Court did. It's, mm. probably got, it's probably got, like, two, unless they do something different. You know, um, Dan, uh, we call John Larroquette, still got it. He's still funny. Right. You know, I mean, he, I feel like him anchors the rest of the show because everybody else is new. Um, I haven't seen any, I mean, most... Of the, uh, most everybody in the other show, I think, is gone. I think, obviously, Harry. Um, I don't know if the the African American bailiff, Roz, Roz, yeah, right. I think she's still alive, but Mac, I think, passed away. I don't know if Bull's still alive. It's like now, it's like I don't know if Bull's still alive, but I, I kind of feel like he might be. Like I haven't heard Richard Mole passing away. <laughs> uh, you know, it's. It's night court. It's got the it's got the quirkiness, but it's not like <laughs> like it's, it's not rip roaring. Like, she ain't doing no magic. The armadillo's in it. <laughs> I, was saying, I think that was like the positive. Like a lot of people were saying, like you still see the armadillo in the background. Right, like, right. That made a that made a, uh, a right. cameo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Marky Post is no longer with right, us. Marky Post is gone. Right, Charles Robinson, who played Mac. Mac, I think Mac is gone. Like I don't think there's a lot of people left in that cast. I think you're better yeah, he's off. gone. Right, he died off. like like a year and a half ago. Right. Let's see here. Who else we got? Richard Mall. Richard Mall. I think is still alive, but he's got to be like fucking eighty something years old at this point. Uh, <laughs> Richard Mall's eighty years old. Oh, oh, oh booyah! <laughs> he's still alive though. Still kicking, but I don't know if he's actually like alive, alive. Like you know, like can be. I don't know if he's camera ready. All right. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, let's see. Eileen Foley. She was the original 
Uh, uh, oh, uh, the original uh, the Public Defender. Right. She was before Marky Post. Yeah. I'm telling you, they upgraded with Marky. She's still she's still around. She's uh, 71 years old. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, they're trying to find other because you know, yeah, Harry Anderson. We know Harry Anderson passed, passed away. The woman who played Roz. Roz. Let's see here if we can find Roz here on the list. Because the, the original person, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, the old crusty old Jewish lady, she passed away early on in the seasons. Uh, yeah, Selma Diamond, and then Selma there was Diamond, then there it. was uh, Marcella Watfield. She played Rosalind, and then there right. was, you know they they both passed away. She she's gone too. Roz is gone. No, no, I'm, I'm no. Oh, Roz, though. Selma Diamond is is the was the original the smoker. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, there man. was there was another old lady that took her. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm trying to find Roz. Right, here. okay, yeah. There was like a, it was, she was like a sweet old lady. Yeah. Right. Okay, I vaguely remember her. Everyone remembers Rise because Rise then was. They're like, we got rid of. We, we can't keep the old ladies. Let's get a Marsha young. Warfield. Marsha Warfield was Rise, right? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, she's still alive. She's All 68. Right. All right, there you go. We can bring her back in. Yeah. We can have her do a walk on. Yeah. Uh, All right. And then there's a bunch of other people. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. They were the main cast. You know. The one, they, the one they really need to bring back was there was a character that was a recurring person, and it's his first job. He's going on to Star Trek The Next Generation, Brett Spiner. Oh, I remember him. I remember him being on the show. I mean, <laughs> they could bring him back. Sure. Sure, why not? I can't remember who who played. I mean, who knows? Like I have I mean, I've not caught up on the show, but it's it's like one now, of those... Annie O'Donnell was the guy's character's name, but he was he was the guy that like he just he just he was like the wacky character in the background, right? And he would, but he would like the, he would be every once in a while. He would have a court case, and right? He'd be like that, he had that uh, a southern draw, not southern uh-huh. draw, but like that 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 hick draw type of thing. And he goes, you know, so he got <laughs> basically he got conned, or he was doing something that he shouldn't have been. He didn't realize it. Okay, hold on. Brett Spiner in Night Court. Okay, okay, let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, uh, uh, Here you go, here you go, here you go. I see if I can get the exit. Path the ads. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Get that up. Oh no, customize and save. Oh, little slap. Oh, Liberty Mutual. This is the Wheeler family. Wheeler family. Bob, June, and little Carol Ann. Just take us right to the gas chamber. There he is. We don't care. <laughs> and there's the other old one. If oh. only they were all like you. <laughs> I like these people. Treat them nice. <laughs> uh, Your Honor, the Wheelers were found on a park bench crying. They were arrested for vagrancy. For God's sake, help us institutionalize us for the rest of our natural lives <laughs> your honor my clients come from a small town in west virginia two weeks ago mr wheeler lost his job when a tornado leveled the diner he washed dishes at it also destroyed the adjoining trailer park our camper was in stall six it wasn't much now it isn't anything <laughs> They found one of the axles and a lamp on top of a laundry mat in the next county. I lost my dog. We had to dig a collar out of a tree. 
Land's only friend. Toto. God knows what happened to the puppies. That girl is wearing a potato sack. I know. They always look awful without a belt. <laughs> anyway, the real McCoy's here. <laughs> they decided to relocate to Florida. When they were at the Port Authority changing buses, they were mugged. According to the report, they lost everything. Their suitcases, their money, their wallets, their clothes, their daughter's cabbage pe- Oh, come on, you made this up. <laughs> Will I ever see Disney World now, Daddy? <laughs> Never, sweetheart. <laughs> Never in a million years. <laughs> they could bring him back. Sure, why not? <laughs> Make him like a a mogul, though. Like like something happened, and he like won some a million. He sold some dot com thing. Right, right. <laughs> Make him come in. And like, oh, how you doing? Like, with the still without the accent. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think. What else did I see? Uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it, Ed. It was a, kind of a slow league. I've been playing a lot of video games or a video game, so we'll get to that a little later on. All right. All right. So, um, I think this week there's a movie coming out. I should be getting uh, delivered to the house. Oh. I have to ask the wife when I get home. Hey, woman, did you order that movie for me? Like you said you would. <laughs> I think I know what movie is. There was a, actually really no, I don't there was nothing new that was yeah, coming it's, it's, out. Well it's it's the beginning of the year, nothing really comes out unless it's like a go ahead. Uh, we'll do the four Ks though. I mean, you know, no, this sure, is my favorite my favorite part of the show now. <laughs> the recent months. Uh Dawn of the Dead is getting a four K release this week. Uh it's a the George Romero one? Yes. Okay. Then we're getting the Event Horizons getting 4K. Okay, all right. I all mean, right. it's it's a it's a cult hit, cult classic. A movie come from Beyond is getting a 4K release. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, okay, neither did I. Uh, the Italian Job, the original, in 1969. The Michael Caine. Michael Caine one, the yes. Ties of a Tangerine. Why do we fall? To pick ourselves back up. Meep meep. In a little Cooper mini. Meep meep. Good. It's one of the few movies I think. Uh, uh, Bunny Hill was in. Uh, and, you know, there's there's a few movies that Benny Hill was in. Well, Benny Hill, yeah, that one and and the original Row House. Roadhouse is getting a 4K release. I mean, I don't. And full disclosure, I liked that movie back then. I don't know if I could sit through that movie now. And they're remaking it, by the way. Yes. I don't know if I have the I just, interest at all to see it. I had no interest. First of all, you, you're bringing, I think, Conor McGregor's in it, uh, the UFC guy. Yeah. And like right away, I'm like, I'm out because I don't care. Like, <laughs> I just, I forget who they get, who they get to play, uh, who they get to play uh, the Sam, oh. I had to look at, I had to look because I think they've. Who's playing the Patrick Swayze role? Well, while, I, while you're looking that up, the last movie, which I think this is the movie that you're, you're talking about, is Young Sherlock Holmes is getting a Blu-ray release, and I think it's getting a Steelbook as well. Uh, so you can That's the one I'm getting, Ed. There you go. Apparently the wife said, hey, do you have this movie? She showed me a photo of it, and it's the young... I'm like, no! Like, I didn't... I was like... I, 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 right away, I was like, that is a movie that's on my voodoo list. 
And I keep circling, and I'm going, I love that movie. I watch, I really, I think I wore that movie out on, on VHS, because I really, something about it, something about kid adventures always get me. You know, and it's like young Sherlock Holmes, and it's him and Watson meeting together for the first time, and they're kids, and um, not kid kids, but they're like, it's uh, Roadhouse Romance, Roadhouse. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal's taking over the, uh, sorry, I had to find that. It's a remake of the 1989 film Roadhouse about a bouncer at a rowdy bar. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Lucas Gage, yeah, all right, woof. All right, I can sleep easier at night. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I it's if you have not seen Young Frank, uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> well, first, if you've never seen Young Frankenstein, you go see Young Frankenstein because it's awesome. But the Adventures of Young Sherlock Holmes was a really, really good movie. It was it was I I hope that when I watch it, I can co- come back to you and Ed. It was just as good as I remember it, and not be like Ed. Sometimes you just can't go home. <laughs> I feel that that's one of those movies. I, I've, it's I've, dated. It totally it's, is it's dated. dated. And the, the thing, the thing that got me was, is that it was like it's on Pluto, and every once in a while, because I, it's, it's, right. it's it, again, it's another beloved favorite of mine as well. Right, you know, type of thing. I've, I've seen that, and you're going, damn, that was good. That was like the only like I don't, I don't like kid adventures. Really? Yeah. Yes. I don't like because like some of them, some of the movies that you see, they're the kids are too young, and you're going, like, yeah. you don't like Goonies. All right. Uh, all right. One kid movie, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of Mighty Ducks. Oof, okay. All right. There, there's, there's. No, I'll be honest. But yeah, he talks about that Bugsy movie with the kids and singing and dancing. Yes, that is, that is, that is a creep fest. That movie, that movie is creepy. That's why I like that. Stand movie. by me. You don't like Stand by me. I mean, that's a serious kid movie. I'd say I like the action, the action adventure, like comedy ones. All right. Like, well, like like I'm not into the more modern ones. Like like the the oh. the, the order I get the the word right the order you get it creepier it feels. Like yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't oh, like this kid movie. <laughs> cuz 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 you're going you like you meet kids today and you're going they they, they would never you're go on a shit. There's no way you're going on you, goofy adventure and you know you, I'm not, Goonies never say die. Fuck you. You throw each other under the bus. First you got to take a selfie first. <laughs> <laughs> you got to TikTok it. Right. Do my TikTok dance, uh, 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 and then go about your day. You don't know about buried treasure and hey, there you guys. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. You, you'd be like, hey, you want to see dead body? Yeah, sure. Hold on for a second. Google it. Here you go. <laughs> but the funny thing is, there's more movies in my head. I'm going, oh wait, there's this movie and this there's, movie. What do you got? Batteries not included. Yes. Or where there's Mac and Me. Well, where got Mac and Me? Sorry. No, no. But there's God, the one. No. Space Camp, yep. remember that one? <laughs> All right, I take that back. Jesus Christ. There's so many of them now. Like, there's so many. There's also, like, I mean, not, I mean, you got to take uh, Home Alone out of the out of the mix because those are, I would say, they're, they're Christmas movies. But there's, like, the, um, um, what do you call it, uh, Grounded for Life. I think that was, that was, that was a TV show. Well, but there's, there's the baby one... geniuses that you see. Right, yeah, yeah. but that's baby Son stuff. Son of I'm, Rambo. Like... I'm telling there was the one where it was, uh, where um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the mom and they get locked in the basement. Madhouse, I think it is, where the kids lock the parents in the basement until they learn how to get along again. 
you know, don't tell mommy the babysitter's dead. Eh. You know, that's a kid adventure. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one, not, that I mean, like. Not really, I guess, the, you know. They're not kids running around going, oh, no. <laughs> so it's like I got a booty trap. I mean, that's why I said booby trap. <laughs> There's... <laughs> There's certain movies, like kid movies, that I didn't like, and it was just. And, and, and now, and now, now I'm thinking of one. Now I can't think of one. Right, you I know. can't. Bad News Bears, the originals. Uh, uh, the first one's great. The remake, not so much. No, I think the Japan. I, I just, I, I have a thing for like. I guess maybe it's the 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 adventurer in me as a kid going. I wish that stuff would have happened to me. Yeah, sure, kid. <laughs> like yeah, you do. Because <laughs> it's like. You can't do a kids movie Wish today. I found a treasure map. You can't do a kids movie today, especially because it's like a lot of parents would be like, "You can't leave this house." Like you know, like you know, like those kind of right. things where like there, there was like there was a time like in the eighties where like kids could get away with shit because right. Well, there's what do you call it? Um, it's the most recent one. I think Good Boys with uh, Seth Rogen director, where the three boys are trying to get um, and watch that. It's actually kind of funny, but it was like three kids, but they're not the greatest kids. They're little shits, right? You know, <laughs> they get in like all this kind of trouble or something like that, and it's right, like, you know, but they they doesn't look like it's them or something. I forget, but it's like it's stuff stuff like that. Like you, it's like it's like shit today. Like you could just it did wouldn't fit in, you know, type of thing. But like Young Sherlock Holmes to me was like one of those movies. It's like I'm not gonna like this movie because. It's it's kid Sherlock Holmes. Like I wasn't a fan. The Sandlot. You tell me you don't like the Sandlot. I'm not a big fan of the Sandlot. <sighs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going through like popular children's adventure movement. Now it's all cartoons. Like no, nope, 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 nope. Just, there's a point in my life where I was just like, I'm like, it's stupid. like Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. <laughs> all right. Well, I never saw that one, but all right. It's like it's not the same like the young Hercules. It's like eh, it's not it's not you know like it's it's hard to explain. It's just like you're going. I'm so used to the old adventures that these are not that popular. Like there was a show it was like there was a cartoon it was called James Bond Junior. It was like when he was like a young <laughs> right, kid. Right. You know, it's just like you know. <laughs> there was that other movie with uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, uh, Agent Cody Banks. I see. I like that movie. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, like that movie. Or what do you call it? There's another one called Barely Lethal with uh, the girl who is in, um, who's now Hawkeye. She, um, what's her face? God damn it. She's in Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, she basically plays kind of like a mini spy. Like she was a girl, a kid that was raised to be a spy and do all that stuff. And they they thought she was killed in a mission, but she only she survived. But she now she can't go back. So she. Goes into a high, she starts going to high school, and it's just, it's funny. It's just, it's a funny movie. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> no, there's, there's there's like there's like a relationship. Like I'm trying to think of that movie that I, I really like, and you know, like like I like the Explorers. It was them that were going into space, right? And then there was that movie where <laughs> the, the kid plays the video game was the Atari 5200, and the Wizard, Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Love that fucking movie. Or <laughs> we got the Wizard, the Wizard, where they introduced they called the now. I know glove with with what do you call it the kid from Boy Meets World. <laughs> I mean, not, not, Boy, Meets, not, not Boy Meets World. Um, it's oh shit! It's uh, that's it is. 
No, no, that's Fred Savage. It was it was Wonder brother. Years. Right, it was Wonder Years. He was it was Fred Savage. He's the yeah. kid, but Christian Slater's in it, and they go. It's like they're going to Vegas to do the. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's how they introduced uh, Super Mario Brothers three to the world. It was through a movie with the Nintendo glove. That was terrible. <laughs> that was great. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> oh, that's great. Whew. That made no sense. That was not real at all. How those little kids got across the country without a parent? I don't know. Because it was the seven, it was the eighties. You could hitchhike across America, and no one even bat an eye. Not even bat an eye. It was before the internet, so there was no like we call it. There was no Amber Alerts. There were still white vans with free hugs painted on the side. You know, like hey kid, I got some candy. Hop in the van. Okay, okay, Mister. Or oh no, I have to get to. I have to get to you know Florida to stop something, or I got to stop my parents from falling in love, not from breaking up, and I got to do some wacky shit. Come, friends, come with me. You can't do it because you always have to have the smart one. Yeah, like oh, Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers is a good movie, but it's kind of a kid diehard. <laughs> Toy Soldiers were there. Yeah, but that was that was in a that was in a in a. Uh, uh... A they were camp. in a boarding house. Yeah, in the boarding house. But they're still like teenagers. They, they, they like, travel across the country. No, but it's still they, it, that's different. It's different. They like, hey, said, hey, Mister, I need to get to Vegas. Just like just like kids. small soldiers. That's so <laughs> fucking believable. The parents go away and let the kid, the teenage kid, in charge of the the place, and he's not even eighteen. I'm like, where's where's child services? Like, like, it's the eighties, man. Doesn't matter. I'm going to out to dinner. Nineties, by the way. It was the nineties. Fine, even still, early nineties. You're like. I'm going out to dinner. We who we got to botch the kids. I don't know. We got the neighbor who's like 15, 14. They went away. In, over. They went away like on a week. No movie. dirty movies, kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't go thumbing through my stash of porn. And then we go. They try to watch the porn. They destroy the tape. They're like, oh my god. Now we got to find it. We got to replace the tape. Maybe he won't notice it. You know, there's some wacky adventure they have to get because it's like a one of a time. Like, oh my god, you broke the lamp. And now I have to go find the lamp, and we have to go cross country because the lamp is like in California, and we need, we have to go to California and back in like twenty four hours. Let's go. Who's with me? That's <laughs> called your life. <laughs> that wasn't a movie. I mean, how great would that? That's you know maybe that's the reason why I gravitate towards it. That's maybe that's the reason why. Oh my God! They broke the lamp. I, we have to figure. We have to replace the lamp, and now we only it got. Was, they're going to be it home. It was your in dad's porn tape. We know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you switch it to a lamp, <laughs> right? And like okay. my, my, my job, job is. is <laughs> I was there, like Indiana Jones, though, trying to get the broken tape and put it back into the thing. And just standing there, going, shaking my fingers, like, okay. If I pull the tape out and drop this one in, it'd be fine. But I can do it. I can't. I can't. And what, what number? Make sure I hit the zero. You want to go back to the right spot. <laughs> They'll never know. I probably got it to zero. <laughs> oh, no. We broke the lamp. How? I can't. Oh, my God. My parents left me food money, but I broke the lamp. So, But there's another lamp down at Woolworth, so we had to go across kind of town to go buy it before they come back on Sunday. Who's with me? Because <laughs> you gotta rent your old stuff because you're a kid. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> What a flashback! And then you meet crazy people on the way because you're taking the L. Like <laughs> you're taking the subway, so you got the one-eyed guy going, "Hey, what's up, kids?" 
you know, and then you got the guy peeing in the bone. You're like, oh my god, he's so weird. You got the creepers and the snitchers and. Uh, <laughs> and you go, or you think it's like, oh my god, let's just get there. I hope they have it. I hope they have it because there's no internet. You can't just buy it online. You have to go down. You saw it in a magazine, so you got to go down there to see you spot it for yourself because you rip the page out of the magazine to take it with you, and at some point you lose the page. Because of the wind, so you have to run through it like a like a department store, like a, a Victoria's Secret. Like, oh my god! Then <laughs> you you run through and you just see it's that the ambiguous scene where you just see clothes fly up because you're running through a store, and then you come out the other side and you're wearing a bra and a skirt. You don't know why. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> and then you gotta drop it just to continue running. And then finally you. You're like, oh my god, and then you see like this cut to someone just stepping on it, and you look up, and it's the girl that you liked in high school, or something like that, the girl that you like, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, what, what was this, 1989? <laughs> 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 you find out that she actually, her mom actually works at the Woolworth, so you kind of walk with her, and you're like... You go in and you go like, oh my god, we just sold the last one. Like, oh no, I'm dead. How am I gonna do? I can't. All of a sudden, you just see the truck pull up, the shipment truck, and there's another one right there. Oh! And you're like, oh my god. And you get home and you plug it in. You're like, oh my god, we did it, gang. We just we saved the day. I'm not gonna get grounded, right? And then your parents come home and they realize it's not the same fucking color. <laughs> it's like your parents go, didn't that used to be red? And it's blue now? What happened? You're like, uh... Womp, 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 womp. The end. <laughs> and that was... That's when Sean was grounded for a month. <laughs> and that's how I miss prom. Sorry. Kid Adventures. Gotta love them. <laughs> So Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, I can't wait for it to show up. So I'll, 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 if I get it this week, I promise I will try watching it, and I'll have my review next week. Uh-huh. And I watched it. And <sighs> all right, what else? Uh, that's it for movies. Let's move on to video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> some of these games, I'm like, what? Yeah, well, here we go, kids. You ready for this one? Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> That's got to be a VR game. <laughs> Developed by uh, Future Lab and published by Square Enix for the PS4 and PS5. And that's coming out Monday, January 30th. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Uh, Definitive Edition, sorry. Developed by Forgotten Games and Titan and Tantalus Media and Wicked Witch. Okay. Wow, three games. Okay. And published by Xbox Game Studios for Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. And that's coming out Tuesday the 31st. Then we have Incula. <laughs> that's not right. Incula Letty? Wow, okay, whatever. I'm... Developed by Yaza Games and published by uh, D and Entertainment for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out Tuesday as well. Then we have Season, A Letter to the Future, developed and published by Scavenger Studios for the PS4, PS5, and PC, and that's coming out Tuesday. SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, 
developed by the Purple Lamp, uh, sorry, developed by Purple Lamp and published by THQ Nordic for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that's coming out Tuesday as well. All right. Yeah, PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, sure they're, they're still making I'm, games. I'm, I'm not sure, sure that everybody heard that right. Because it'd be like, I got my PS5. And, like, and, no. and full disclosure, I work for a video game uh, store, retail store. And we just got in three brand new PS4 Slims. Get out! I, <laughs> seriously, they're they're going for like three hundred bucks. But I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" That then I realized that Sony said that they're not making it anymore. Uh-huh. So it's probably they just dumped out everything they had in their warehouse and be like, "Okay, we're putting them out. Right. Put them out get rid of them." <laughs> it's the last gasp <laughs> for collectors to buy. All right, then we have Chef Life, a restaurant simulator developed by. Uh, Sydney Studio and published by Nancon for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out on Thursday, the February 2nd. Then we have Deliver Us Mars, developed by Kyokin and Interactive and published by... I don't know if he's even saying these names right, folks. I'm not looking at the list. I'm just going, Kyokin? Like, I mean, it's... it's uh, Kyokin. K-E-O-K-E-N. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Ken to go, Hadouken! <laughs> And published by Frontier Foundry for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC. That's coming out Thursday the 2nd. And finally, Life is Strange 2, developed by... (laughs) 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 Don't Nod Entertainment. Don't Nod! D-O-N-T-N-O-D Entertainment. Don't Nod, yeah. And published by Square Enix for the Switch, and that's coming out Thursday the 2nd. Okay. So there you go. And that is all the games that are coming out. Okay. This um, All right, Ed. So I did recently pick up a new video game. It's a PS5 exclusive. It's called Forspoken. Forspoken. Uh-huh. Um, it's a game. It's a living. And the game is... The plot of the game is you are a girl named uh, Frey Holland. And the reason why her last name is Holland is because as a child... She was dumped in New York and by in the Holland Tunnel. Okay. So they needed to give her a last name. So I guess, you know, it's better than Verizana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she is a teenager now, maybe in her early 20s, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets, uh, she's going to be, she got picked up for trying to steal a car. And it's she was going to be a third time loser, so she was going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. But the the judge showed leniency because it's her birthday, and and we you know you need to get your head out of your ass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So of course she goes home, and she's think she she's trying to get out of she, on the way home. The gang that she kind of works for that she was boosting the car for wants to know where the car is at. She's like, I don't have it because it's in an impound lot because I got caught, you idiots. Um, so of course, you know, she, as things happen in video games, she, she, her life isn't, is in the shitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of homeless. Uh, she gives, she has a cat, but then she wound up giving the cat away because the gang, when she, she, you ran away from during the tutorial stuff, mm-hmm. you ran away from them, but they found you and they, they burned down the, the abandoned apartment complex that you were living in. So you're kind of like. The cat that you had, you had a bag for you had a bag full of money, Ed, a satchel full of money, and you were gonna skip town. 
And but yeah, you decide to sleep on it with your cat, and then throughout the night, instead of just leaving town right then and there, because it's fucking New York, everything's open twenty four hours. You could have hopped on a bus at any given time in life, mm. but you had to do it the next day. Whatever plot point, the the gang finds her, and they they try to burn down the building. She escapes with her cat. Of course, the money gets burned up, so now she's fucking homeless. She's got no place to live. Mm. She's broke. She's you know life's in the shitter for her. So she gives. The, the cat to the judge because she, she waited, you know, so though at least the cat has Homer, mm-hmm. has a nice place to live while she figures out what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting at the Holland Tunnel, like, like around there, and she looks, she's like sitting on a sign. She looks over into like an abandoned building and she sees what looks like a, a she calls it a cuff, but it's like a, like a big giant bracelet. Mm-hmm. So she goes over and when she touches it, big light, transport it to a different world. Okay. Right? So, the and the bracelet is now attached to her, mm-hmm. and it talks to her like through her head. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of sassy, but she's kind of a bitch. Like, um, and you know, she's trying to find a way to get home, but it's now she's stuck in this planet because it's complete. It's a, it's a whole other planet mm-hmm. where they have these, um, I guess, witches that were kind of like like healers and stuff, or at least the kind of story I'm getting. Good witches gone bad. Crazy in the head. Now you have to stop them. Mm. To help you get home, you have to now save everybody. Okay. She doesn't want to save everybody. She's kind of grumpy and bitchy. She's not really the best protagonist. Like, I I've, would have assumed at some point in time she'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm in this situation. I might as well settle in and try to get something done. <clears throat> but even time when she does something nice, she's like, I fucking didn't do it for you kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, she's just kind of like, she's a real bitch. Even I saw like someone trying to play like the end game, and right before she gets to go do it, she's still fucking complaining. And I'm like, really? She's going to do that the whole entire game? Like, she just is not a likable character. Mm. No, no, I felt like maybe at some point in time she'd learn her lesson because in my head, I'm like, gameplay, she's going to do this grand adventure. But a part of me is like, oh, she's probably a princess from this town because she, she gets teleported into what it is a, 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 destruct, a destroyed castle. So I'm thinking that she probably was abandoned as a child from that dimension. Oh, okay. You know, to save her from the craziness that's going on in the planet. Right. And then now that she's back, she's she's destined for greatness. Like, you know, like, oh, Harry Potter. You know, like, <laughs> you're the boy who lived. Um, <clears throat> so... So now she's got this, you know, this cufflink, this, this, this thing, this bracelet, and it, she can do magic. And so it becomes like a, a magic user kind of fighting thing. Mm. Um, it's supposed to have like this big open world stuff. And it's flat out, Ed, it's a gorgeous looking game. Mm. I have the PS5. I have the ray tracing on. So it really works with the quality of the TV. And I'm looking at this thing going, if the Hogwarts Legacy is as good looking as this game, I'm going to be super happy. Because mm. it's gorgeous. The gameplay is kind of clunky. And I'm like, it's it's made by well, it's produced or distributed by Square Enix. And lately, I'll be honest, they've then not. They should just stick to the fucking Final Fantasy games. Mm. And even those are kind of lackluster, to be honest. Right. But this is kind of meh. The um, Avengers game was kind of meh. Mm. You know, now because in, in fact, if you've been paying any attention, they've uh, they're going to be shutting down the servers for the Avengers game. So, like, they're done. The game's done. It is done, so done that they've actually, the, the makers of the game said, hey, guess what? At this time of the month, all the cosmetic stuff, it's all going to be free. 
So have at it, kids. Right. Like it's going to be, you know, anything that you might have bought real money for, it's now free. Uh, unless you're on an Xbox and you still don't get Spider-Man. <laughs> the <laughs> PlayStation people still get Spider-Man, but he wasn't that great of a character to play anyway. They made such a big deal about it, but he wanted to be in like a meh kind of character. <laughs> so this one is kind of like, it's just lackluster. Like it's, it's entertaining enough. It's filling a void. Like, like, um, like after God, I'll be honest, after God of War Ragnarok, <clears throat> this is kind of the first game I'm playing after that. And it's like really, it's, it's a letdown. <laughs> in the way of like comparison because right. <clears throat> while God of War is like a master class of like visuals and storytelling and gameplay this one just doesn't meet any requirements like there's even moments like this is supposed to be a big sprawling open world but I'm going if my let's say my goal was in the north and I'm traveling to the east mm. because I want to see what else is out there at some point the game will say hey hey you're getting too far away from your, your goal we're going to teleport you back mm. and I'm like but I don't I don't want to go back. I'm like, you... Like, oh, I get it. You guys aren't ready to load up that part of the map yet because I'm not there yet. Right. But it's it's an, it's bothersome. I haven't even gotten to the first, like, ma- I want to say the first. There's four witches, I think. Mm. I haven't even gotten to the first witch. I'm, I'm like, close to it. I'm, I might do that tonight when I get home just to kind of... I'm going to try really hard to get as far as I can in the game before I trade it in to put it towards Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of ultimately I can see. Like, I was on the fence to buy it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a PS5 exclusive. I do like exclusive games. They, you know, they tend to kind of push the envelope. And like I said, it is pretty. But this one just it just falls f- kind of flat for me. And I'm like, well, okay, I know that this week... GameStop's doing a thing where any game you trade in, you get an extra 50% trade credit Mm. towards anything. And I'm like, well, right now, my game is, that game is traded in for like 40 bucks. You know, and I'm like, I mean, I get 40 of the $20 that I paid for because I traded stuff in to, you know, and I I was like, uh, my ultimate payout of pocket was like 20 bucks for the game. Now you're telling me I can get 40 bucks in credit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like I'll just roll that over into what? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, like, well, fifty percent. It's fifty percent more. So right now, the total so normally the game trades in for like twenty two bucks. So it'd be thirty. Well, that actually, well, I'm also a pro member, which also gets me a twenty percent increase. So wow. at the end, at at the All end, right. it, uh, you're getting fifty percent on top of your twenty percent for being a pro member. Okay. So it's like I get forty dollars in credit going towards that I could put towards Hogwarts Legacy. I just have to make sure I got to trade in before this Saturday. Like, I got six days, Ed. So I'll bust my ass really hard for six days to see if I can maybe sacrifice some fun gameplay out of it. I don't think so, Ed. In my head, I'm already like, I'm trading that son of a bitch in. (laughs) Saturday, it's it's the dead zone for that. And I'm like, because the Hogwarts game is I'm really looking forward to playing. (laughs) I really want that one. I get three days early, too. (laughs) Because I pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition. For an extra ten bucks, now make sure I got to represent House Scissorin. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the game is, like I said, Forspoken is a meh game, okay. and I kind of feel like, eh, like I'm ready to move on. All right, you know, like I don't think I'm, I'm not really vibing the heroine. I'm not really feeling the gameplay is kind of like, eh. I don't like. I have to pull the trigger too much. You have to pull the trigger too much. 
the way the gameplay is at, the way you have um, your magic user. Uh, so the left trigger button uh, okay. activates certain spells. Right. But you also have to you can also have to press the left the upper left button trigger to kind of change what spell it is. Mm. But you think of it as like a earth and uh, plants and rock. Okay. Okay. So the rock side was just by the right the right trigger. You have to. There's one where it's like a big. You have to kind of hold it while the rock grows really really big, and you throw it like a boulder. Uh-huh. But then, or you can just go pew 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 and shoot like little rocks. Okay. But I feel like I have to pull the trigger too much to do that. Now there is also another one. It's called scatter shot. Where it's a bunch of little rocks shooting at, it's just for like more for distance. Right. And a part of me is like, okay, I just maybe I should try that one more often. Like I'm using the big one a lot because right. the big one, if I hit them with the big one, the bad guys kind of fall over, and if they fall over, I can run over and do like a special move, right. which helps them die faster. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, so you kind of clean house a little bit. And I'm just like, but the problem, and one of the other things I'm, I'm struggling with is that I feel like the gameplay balance is is a little off kilter because. There are, um, because it's a magic user type game, there are these, I would say, like, steam pockets of magic that are kind of coming through the ground. Okay. That you kind of collect up and build, like, you absorb. All right. So, it's like, you know, you have to run around, you go, oh, I see some over there, and you run over, and you get, every time you pick up, you touch one, it adds one to your magic pool, and then you can use that pool to buy spells. Got with me? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So now I have gotten to the part where I'm like, if I really try hard, I can be done that level of spells that I got just at the introduction of the game. Like there's like a tree. And a part of me is like a, like a, a spell tree, so to speak. Right. And a part of me is like, well, if I, I haven't even gotten to like one of the boss fights and I'm at the part where I'm like enhancing some of the spells I already have. And I would have thought that was like a, a tier two or tier three level. Like, you know, like after you beat the one witch, you're like, oh, here's a whole bunch of new stuff, new stuff. And I don't know if that's going to happen to me or not. Like, I saw a video of someone, like, her holding, like, a sword type thing. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I get that. Like, that seems kind of cool. And stuff. It's like a rock sword, but it's still a sword. You know, I'm like, I'm throwing pebbles and rocks at people. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I mean, it's doing its job. So, like, tonight when I get home, I'm, I'm going to try to get to, like, I'm, I might follow the story more instead of going off the beaten path. Mm. The problem is... The beaten path is where you get all the good shit. Like, she has, like, a cloak that she can wear, and she's got a necklace that helps, you know, her stats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's still wearing her kicks, like her, like, you know, her regular street clothes, because she, you know, she's from the, the streets of New York, yo. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, if you ain't got nothing else to play, and you're not interested in, like, the Hogwarts game or God of War or any of the other games that are out there, yeah, just give it a try. <laughs> Also, too, one thing that you didn't mention, and I wouldn't think you would, is that um, Hitman Three is getting an upgrade called. It's like the it's it's like a super duper exclusive that if you're already a Hitman Three owner, mm-hmm. you get this upgrade for free, and it gives you uh, Hitman One, Hitman Two, and all the stuff for nothing. Wow! Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, all right. I mean, I do have most of the stuff, but I'm gonna have to see if I can get a little something something like for for already owning it. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's uh, that's my video. What do you about you? Have you been gaming? Well, you've been busy the last few weeks. Yeah. Have you even touched God of War? Have you even touched your PS5? No, no, I haven't touched my PS5. I actually been. I look think- at it a lot. I'm actually thinking about going back, either playing uh, Lego Star Wars, because I I haven't 
played that much, and I enjoyed that one a lot. Right. It's easy to play, so it's not like right, right, right. You know, type of thing. But then I also wanted because now that I pre-ordered the Jedi Survivor, right, I should probably play and finish Jedi the first the, the, uh, the, the fall, fall, fall in order. So. <laughs> I mean, I got too yeah. far in that one, but you know, you should probably do that. Yeah. Um, I, I also before I picked up for spoken, I was also going back to playing the Lego Star Wars game because I finished all nine movies. That's what made me made me want to play because if you were talking, about right? It, like, and oh, now I'm going back that. to to cl- do all the collectible stuff, and I'm like, it's kind of tough because it's time consuming to go here, go here, go do this, go do that. No, now do this for that person. I'm like. Oh, if I'm going to perfect this, this is going to take fucking forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm happy with the nine movies, but I really want that, like, that little showmanship, like that platinum. I want it. <laughs> so, like, I'm, maybe I'll just do that. Just trade it for Spoken tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know. I'll make a decision sometime this weekend. All right. All right. So, uh, that's all I got for all right. it's time my stuff. for the news. Time kids. for the news. All right. Um, let's see, where do I want to go? We talked about Harrison Ford joining the MCU. He's going to be the new um, Thaddeus Ross. Thaddeus Ross, and the reason why is because he's figured why not, right? Yeah. Um, well, there's a new show called Shrinked. It stars um, Jason Segel. Okay. He plays a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy. Harrison Ford's in it too. And even the shrinking showrunners don't know why Harrison Ford's doing a TV comedy. <laughs> I mean, it legitimately is like, like I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a half hour, but I think you can watch like the first episode for free on Apple TV. Uh, okay. And I'm like, why is what's going on with Harrison? I know he's been popping up in a lot of stuff because he's in that 1823 right. show, right? And there was something else that he like. I'm like, I'm like Harrison, like he's doing like TV shit now, and I'm going like, okay. Not for nothing. Harrison has always considered himself a working actor. Mm. And at this point in his career, because he stars in that 1888 show, it's like a prequel to the Yellowstone show. Yeah. And it's him and Helen Mirren. Like, Helen Mirren's in this. Right. Dame Helen, Helen Mirren. Like Dame, Dame Helen Mirren's been popping up it's, here. It's Dame Helen Mirren and, and Han Solo right. are in a Western. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay, I could see Harrison Ford doing a movie, but... A TV show with Helen? Get at it. I'm like, it's weird. But I guess when you get to a point in your career, like, same with her. I mean, she's in the Fast Fast and Furious movies. She's doing, like, a, she's going to be in the new Shazam movie. You know? Yeah, she's also, she also did that game show with the Harry, right, Potter. With the Harry Potter thing. It's like, she's just like, why the fuck not? Like, I got nothing else better to do today. So what am I doing? Ah, sure, why not? And I feel like... I feel like at some point in time in your career, when you get to be as big as name as Harrison Ford and Dame Helen Mirren, you kind of go, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" Well, <laughs> well, my my question is, is like, like, like you go, they're, they they've been so many movies, but you're going, are are they like Harrison Ford? I, like, I imagine is making money, Star Wars money. Oh yeah, for, like <clears throat> he'll never have to work again. Right, Indiana Jones movie, he'll never have to. Right, work right, again. right. Like even if he doesn't do another film, get off my plane. Right, uh, he's <laughs> got the Patriot. Uh, the, the, the Patriot. Uh, he's got uh, some of all. He's, not some of all. He's got Patriot games and, and uh, uh, the Jack Ryan movies. Right. He's in two of them. Two of them. So you, you, so he's got that kind of thing. It's, but he's got a lust. He's got. He's a, got, got a, a good career that like he can fall back on and like live off the residuals. Right, which that. is maybe the reason why he's like, you know what I'm doing this week. I'm. Th- what about, 
Well, I got this way. Sitcom. I got bring the laughs. I could do a comedy. I could do a comedy. Get off my plane. People seem to laugh. <laughs> they looked down at Indiana Jones when I shot the guy. And, like people laughed at. You know, who are you calling Furs Ball? Like who are you who are you calling Nerf Herder? People laugh at that. I bring that in everything I do. Well, who are you calling Sheriff? <laughs> But it's just you know, but like Dame Hair and Marin, you're going, and I'm like, I'm like, does does those titles though, like bring money, like 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 you you know what like, does Dame bring? Well, well that or, I mean, or just, the notoriety, I mean, you know, like like you you hear the name Dame Helen Marin and you go, I know where I can name a few films that she's been in at least, you know, I can I know her body of work pretty much, like I'm, I'm sure the Oscar winner Dame Helen Marin has no clout. <laughs> like she could walk into a room and just go oh i'm sorry my oscar fell out right <laughs> let me let me let me kneel down and pick that up oh i remember time the time i knelt down and i got damned helen mirren right <laughs> no i mean to say like like the not clap but like money you know like 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 you know like like do they have to keep a, keep getting a paycheck Right. Like for some reason, you, you think Dame the word the phrase Dame and or Sir comes with a paycheck? Well, I that's mean, an honor. I it's mean, it's an I honor, think, right? You know. But you you get <laughs> these you get these honors. And I don't know. Do I, does it come with a paycheck? No, the, the idea is is like 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 you know they get an Oscar, they get this stuff, they 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 win they win these accolades, and you're going just because they have these accolades doesn't mean that. That gives them money where they can do whatever they want no, for the rest of their lives. No, it does give them, like, I mean, let's, let's face it. What do you call it? The kid who played um, Short Round. Uh, he is now a no- an Oscar-nominated actor yeah. for everything and everywhere all at once. Yeah. So now for the rest of his career, he is going to be in the title. It's now part of his, his contract. Academy Award nominee. This is just right now as a nominee. If he wins it, which sounds like him and Brendan Fraser, the two guys from fucking Encino Man, could be walking home with Oscars this year. Right. You know, <laughs> so think about that for a second. <laughs> George of the Jungle, Oscar winner. <laughs> Dudley Do Right, Oscar, Oscar winner. winner. <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's surreal. Oh yeah, it is weird. You're going, oh my god! And apparently, like I mean, The Well is supposed to be like a phenomenal movie. I am a little bit like, well, you can get a fat actor, but whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, Brandon, God bless him. If, he's, if he wins the Oscar, good for him. Because I am very much a Brandon Fraser, Fraser, like Razor, because he's, he's corrected everybody. Fraser. Um, I'm a fan. I love him. I He's had a really shitty moment in time. Where like his career was good, then it went to shit because he had a lot of bad stuff happen to him in the industry, mm. and so now he's kind of like on this resurgence of coming back, and he deserves every accolade that he's getting and every job that he gets. So having him stand there when he won the Critics Choice Award, he was beaming. He actually just recently showed up at in London as some they were doing like a mummy screening. He showed up unannounced in the costume. Drove people fucking nuts. Like, he's having the time of his fucking life right now, and he deserves it. Right. So I want him to win just for that. Just to sit there. I will cry tears of joy along with almost everybody else in America if he fucking wins it. And then to follow that up, with short round winning for... Uh, short round winning for... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, supporting actor? For I'd be mean, like, that's another win in my pocket. Because I'm like, here's a kid 
who was an actor who then left because he didn't see there was any roles for Asian characters anymore. And then to get pulled back into this one and then to potentially win an Oscar for it. I mean, you can't make this shit up. There's going to be movies about their journeys. (laughs) (laughs) Short round, the movie. Short round, the movie. (laughs) Encino Man, the movie. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> the Brendan Fraser story. It's Fraser, not Fraser. <laughs> you know? But to go back to Harrison Ford, I feel like when you get that moniker of Academy Award nominee or Academy Award winner, that puts you in a different paycheck. Like, well, it does. And that's the thing. Like, I think that really hurts their careers in a way because it's just like... Some people are like, well, I can't afford a nominee or an Academy Award winner. Or do they get overlooked at all. Like, oh, I, that's Dame Helen Mirren. She's not going to be interested in doing a fucking Shazam movie. Right. Right. You, you know, someone's like, shoot your shot, dude. Trust me. She'll probably say, yeah. You know, <laughs> excuse me, Dame Helen Mirren. I know I'm almost embarrassed to ask, but I got this kid adventure where they go down to Woolworth and we want you to be the the owner of the lamp or something like that. And she'd be like, it's a cameo. Quick in and out five minutes. I would appreciate it. I, Please, sure, why not, kid? Right. Like, like, what? <laughs> not, not. I'm above that cameo, sir. <laughs> but this is it, like, like, you know, because like we, we put them these these actors on high pedestals, and you're and you go and they're un, untainable, right? Like, you right. Know, like David thing. So you go, so you go when they do this kind of stuff. Like it still blows my mind that he is going. The Harrison Ford's going to be in, in the Marvel. Like, <laughs> right, right. I sit there and go, really. But then again, I'm sitting going, Robert Redford was in it. Like, <laughs> like if Robert Tommy Redford, Lee Jones. If Robert Redford and Tommy Glenn Lee Jones Close. and Glenn Close could do it, sure, why not Harrison? Sure, why not? That makes more sense than a fucking Robert Redford. <laughs> you know? I think Robert Redford's. Well, I think, I, but I do also think, too, because we talked about in the past with Robert Redford being in, you know, that movie. I think it's, it's because it's a political intrigue movie, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And for him to be the bad guy, and it, it's like, oh my god, Robert Redford's bad guy. But I think it also pulls him into a relevancy thing, like yeah. where it's like the young kids now know my name, and that might help me, you know, get more box right. office draw. Harrison Ford, I feel like yeah, I don't think he needs that. I think his movie, his movie star dick is big enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but I do think that there is a lot of people going, I don't want to touch that dick because you know it's fucking Harrison Ford. I, did, would he grace us with his presence? What's weird is, is that he's going to be starring with Jason Segel, the the guy whose penis I saw in Forgetting <laughs> Sarah Marshall, like that's the guy it. who worked with the Muppets. <laughs> that's what makes it worse. The fact and Jerry's the lead. <laughs> that's what makes it worse. The fact is, it's like and not only is he in his show, but he's in the show with Jason Segel. Like I don't, I'm, and I'm, that's not a slam with Jason Segel. I love the little stuff he's worse. in. But you can't get How I Met Your Mother witness. Like, <laughs> I mean, connect the dots. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> the, the, the Muppets versus Force 10 from Navarone. Like, <laughs> it's like getting like Seth Rogen and Harrison Ford together. In right. right. And you're going, Luke, I'm your father. It wasn't me, kid. 
I don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Seth Rogen because he's he's put out some great shows, right. too, I, you know, and stuff. But I'm not slamming him as an actor or as a creative talent. It just, just seems caliber weird. For caliber, yes. Uh, so apparently, um, <clears throat> the 80 year old Harrison Ford to play a therapist in an upcoming Apple TV show comedy series by the co-creators of Ted Lasso. Uh, Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence are continuing with their crusade to legitimize Apple's streaming platform as a hub for high-quality comedy shows with shrinking. It's a series about a bereaved therapist who decides to start giving patients his unfiltered, unprofessional, and honest opinions about their problems, which is set to premiere on January 27th. So right now it's out now. <clears throat> How I Met Your Mother, Jason Siegel, plays the lead role and serves as co-creator alongside Goldstein and Lawrence, and he'll be aided on screen by the acting prowess of Han Solo himself in Ford's first television comedy foray. Excuse me. So weird. Lawrence revealed that they're just as confused about Ford's presence in the series as we are. When Lawrence offered Ford the role, the showrunner was sure that the cantankerous cinema legend would turn him down. But somehow, the crankiest pilot in the galaxy signed on for the series, even though he never heard of Jason Segel. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> that makes... Because you and I just, no more than 30 seconds ago, how do you get from How I Met Your Mother to Han Solo on TV together? Harrison Ford's like, I have no idea who this kid is. Makes perfect sense. He walks on set. Imagine me and Jason Segel going, I get to work with the great Harrison Ford. This is going to be awesome. He walks in and goes, Yeah, KK, you gave me some coffee. (laughs) 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 What do you mean? What do you mean, sir? I mean, first he'd probably be like, If he was me, I'd be like, Yes, no problem. Yeah. yeah. You want black? How many sugars? How many creams? Like, and then go, Here you go, sir. Thank you very much. And then action. (laughs) Turn to him and go, we're working together, buddy. <laughs> better yet, uh, so I hope, better, you, hope you act better than get me coffee because uh, this is strong. Better yet, he was he was animate to do this because he wants to do a comedy, you know, like a comedy thing. And then it's a thing. So it's like they they they're like he said yes, and everybody's everybody's surprised. And then all his people, all Harrison Ford's people, are now showing him Jason Siegel movies and TV shows. He and walks on set, goes, like, "Who the fuck am I?" <laughs> he's like, walks on set, goes. Son, I you know I don't know much about your career, but impressive penis and Sarah Marsh forgetting Sarah Marshall because I mean it's full front dude. Yeah, I know. And Dick swinging, and he'd be like impressive, <laughs> most impressive. <laughs> he's kind of Harrison Ford. Han Solo saw my dick on screen. Oh shit, I'm so embarrassed. You have to be like, oh my god, loved you in the Muppets. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. I, I, <laughs> I almost worked with a puppet once. I did. I worked with a bunch of puppets. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, here's a quote. As I reach the age, finally, that I'm not as afraid and embarrassed of people saying no to me as I was as a kid, Lawrence said of the phone call that led to Indiana Jones making his TV comedy debut. The role in question is Dr. Paul Rhodes is a slight departure from the action heroes of Ford's famous roles. Rhodes is a colleague of Siegel's main character, suffers from an early stages of Parkinson's, so obviously it's, it's a meaty role, right. uh, and both he and his struggles with the disease are based heavily upon Goldstein's real-life father. To Lawrence's surprise, Ford found the pilot script to be the perfect start for his career in the comedy shows that sound like they're definitely going to make us cry genre. According to Lawrence, the conversation between them went something like this. Harrison Ford, hey, this is a really good script. 
Will I be in the will I be in second one more? <laughs> will I be in the second one more? <laughs> hey, I love this script. It's really good. The first episode, love it, love it. Will I be in the second episode more? <laughs> Lawrence, you can be as much as you want. For who else is in it? Lawrence, I have Jason Siegel. Uh, I'll have Jason Siegel call you. Who's Jason Siegel? Uh, I'll send you some movies first. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that the kid I saw his dick? <laughs> that dick one. Is it? <laughs> it's not that dick character, right? Because I like the British dude that was in there. You know, the blonde's cute too. Not as sassy as the brunette in it. Everyone that cares is great, except for that guy who shows his dick. That's not Jason Siegel, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it too late to get a Harry Wookie on screen? <laughs> Can we get a Muppet? <laughs> uh, it's an unusually euthanized Ford somehow signed on for his comedy series despite knowing nothing about the biggest star on the main draw. The results have apparently been resoundingly funny. Funny. Uh, said Goldstein about the grumpy blockbuster starring... Everyone knows he's grumpy. Uh, about the grumpy blockbuster stars comedy chops. Seeing him do comedy, you could see when we had our first read-through, the glee in his eyes getting these huge laughs. He's fucking funny, Goldstein acknowledged. I think it's a buzz for him to be doing a proper comedy, which he hasn't really done, and he's very good at it. Apparently Ford is much better at comedy than he's not consistently crashing his stupid plane. Um, I mean, Harrison's done some romantic comedies. Mm. Working Girl, you know, um, is a comedy with uh, M- Melanie Griffith. That's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Okay, I got a, I a bod. Seen, for, I got a, I got a, a mind for bod, for business and a bod for sin. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also, I mean, he also was in the Frisco Kid, which is a comedy. Right, yeah. You know, uh. But it's an old comedy, so like not, not a lot of people remember that Harrison Ford starred with Gene Wilder in a Western comedy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, even saying it out loud sounds weird. Yeah. But it's on my wish list. <laughs> I think it's on my wish list. Well. <laughs> I think I got Frisco Kid on there. Frisco Kid's about a nice Jewish boy going across country with a cowboy as his partner. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, a, Gene Wilder's going to be the new rabbi for a town. <laughs> and he gets robbed. <laughs> and then he pays promises he promises to pay Harrison Ford to get him to the town and it's wacky comedy and Jewish jokes. Ed's <laughs> looking at it right now. I'd like to see if I have a zone. I'm pretty sure Because there's every once in a while, like I like I look at my wish list and I go, Did I put that on there? Or sometimes I'll come across me and go, Oh, I should put that on my wish list. Oh, it already is. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, okay. The weird the thing is I think the Frisco Kid poster that they have on the T V doesn't have, recall it, um, Gene Wilder on it at all. No, it just, it just has. It's just close-up Harris, Harrison Ford with the cowboy hat, and he's smiling. He's not smiling. He's not smiling? <laughs> oh. He's right behind you. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> Is he right behind me, Scoop? <laughs> Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. I'll, t- I'll buy when it's five. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if it's one of those, like, hey, three for 15. Yeah. <laughs> Because I liked it, but I didn't think it was great. <laughs> what? 
Anyway, I just, I, I just, I just punched out for a second. He, it's like, I wait till it's five bucks or three for fifteen. It's five bucks. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, what I mean is, if you, I see now, I've gotten kind of snobby with my three for fifteen. I'll look at what they have listed, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how much that is normally. Right. And it's like, oh, it's eight bucks. Why the fuck am I going to put that in my three for 15? Right. Like, if it's $10, I'm like, well, it's half, it's half the price. All right, yeah. I'm in. Then I'll look for other, like, oh, this is actually $15. I'll put that in my list. Right. Like, you know, I'll be, I want to make it worth my value. Right. If it's six bucks now or 10 bucks now, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to put it in like a two for 10. Two for 10 makes sense because they're right. five bucks. But I mean, you know, I don't think. I don't think Frisco Kid is ever going to be five bucks by itself. Mm-hmm. It'll go free to watch with ads before it'll go to five dollars. I'm looking at you, Knights of Badass them. <laughs> that's like fifteen bucks, right? And so you watch it for free. Well, f- oh, I can watch it for free whenever I want. I own the movie. I want a digital copy of it. Pay us fifteen bucks. Fuck you. I'll talk to me when it's five. <laughs> You know, when one of us buys it for 15 then it's going to go for right, 5 Right, right. That's why I'm like, yeah, gonna, gonna someone's going to bite the bullet and be like, I'm going to buy it. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, it's on the time three for 15 Fuck. <laughs> or, or it's the watch for free or buy for $5 list they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> Try it and buy it. Uh, all right. I have a question, Ed. Um, let's see. Um have you been watching that shit show Velma? No, <laughs> I want I want to see it just to see for myself. Okay, like, you know, we talked about it on the show yeah. in the past, and how I brought up the fact like, couldn't you just done something a little bit more creative than just taking an IP and then just putting your right. own spin, spin to, it. to it? Why not just honor the show? Fuck it, I couldn't have been more accurate about this than if, if I even tried. Because, man, I watched the first episode. I tried really hard. I, the jokes I didn't think were landing. Some of them, like a lot of people, are very angry. So angry. And I didn't get to the episode where you finally meet Scooby. Scooby's in it? Oh, yeah. Scooby's in it. Oh. She's dating Norval. Oh, it, it's good. Who's Norval? Now, I know who Norval is. Norval is Shaggy's real name. Yeah. But wait, wait. I thought Scooby was the dog. There is no Scooby-Doo dog. Scooby is the nickname of this vlogger that Norval is dating. (laughs) And I wish we were on camera because Ed's got this look like, what the fuck? How long are these episodes? They're like a half hour. Oh, okay. They're like it's like you know how many uh, episodes are there? So oh, far? I don't know. It's a weekly show, so it's weekly. Show. It's a weekly show. Like I'm, let me just make sure. V e l m a. I'm bringing it up on the on. The right. Well, I'm looking at the now. cast because at this point now they've oh, probably. Uh, no, 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 no! Don't play! Don't play! Don't play! Donna, Armin, Linda, Donna, Blythe, Ali, Maybe they don't. Mention her by name. Uh, uh, let's see. Go to episodes. Right now, there's six episodes. Of- right now, there's six episodes. Uh, uh, there's official ten. The Candy Woman is probably the second one. Yeah, the Candy uh, uh, Man is the second one. Velma Kai is number three. Velma makes a list is number four. 
marching band sleepovers number five. Maybe it's number Blythe. six is the sins of the father and some of the mothers. Yeah, I I don't. Now I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it just to review it. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to. I started watching the first episode, but as as always, I try watch. I start watching it late at night, and then I wind up falling asleep because I fell asleep halfway through the first episode, which is probably what twenty eight minutes, if that. Twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. So I couldn't make it through twenty five minutes without going, and I woke up like halfway through the second episode, I think, and I'm like, oh fuck, 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 you know, and I'm like, well, I'll go back and rewatch it, but then every time. Every time I want to watch it, I go, I didn't like the first 10, 15 minutes of a 25-minute episode that I don't think I liked. Like, I didn't laugh once. You know, in fact, they kind of do this obligatory, like, shower scene with the girls. And and they kind of make, like, almost like a sexist joke. And and it just falls. It's just not fucking funny. And the worst part about it is if I say that I don't like it and I think it's not funny, I'm always afraid, oh, you just don't like it because it's a girl show. I'm like, no, I don't. I there's backlash to this show that's yeah. gotten I've never seen backlash so bad from everybody in the community. Like and I mean community as far as like Scooby Doo fans, non Scooby Doo fans. Like everyone's like, why is and now for lack of nothing, Ma, um, Mandy Kelling, you know, yeah, she she's one of the writers. She's the voice of Velma, but she's not the actual creator of the show. You know, but she's getting the full blast of everybody of like, why are you, why is this even a thing? Couldn't you, and everyone's like, couldn't you just created, it it seems like, like, you know how they do the TV show pitches? Yeah. I'm the guy, right? Doing the pitches. So, so so I got this kid. It's like a murder mystery. It's not Scooby-Doo though. And the guy, you know, the guy, and you'll be like the executive going, well, it's not Scooby-Doo, is it? You know, and no, no, it's a murder mystery. It's not Scooby Doo, is it? No, no, no. It's a bunch of kids. Like you know, they all kind of look like they're you know, and then you know, it's not. No, it's just and the girl, she's kind of like sassy. We got Mandy Canning. She wants to add her own. She'll be like an Indian girl comedy thing. The Mindy Kelling Project girl. Yes. I don't know about this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, somewhere through and going, yeah, but, and then like I don't think I don't like this project. Well, um. What if I said it was based on Scooby Doo? Oh, you got me sold. <laughs> like it's like you have Fred who they, they. It's like let's see if I can get the article because I only pulled one article because there were so many to choose from it. <laughs> so many TikTokers. Well, the thing is, I, I, I watch a lot of vloggers uh-huh. on YouTube, and everybody has talked about it, and there was not one nice thing anybody has said about this show. So it kind of steered me away from watching it because I don't want to. I don't want to be that person, like you know. Right, you know, like, like oh, everyone's watching. I don't want. I don't want. You are like me. I don't. If something's bad, I don't want to give it my money. But here's the because thing. if I give it my money, it might. It, I might be the dollars that push it over to get season two. Here, here's the, <laughs> exactly like right. I don't want to. I don't want to be the counter, like the put right. on there, like like it's like oh, like there was 101 people and I was 101. Right, so that, that makes the number like to go to season two now. Like right, like, like it could be. But here's the thing, though, folks. I'm going to say this. 
Sean tries to enjoy stuff. Like I do. We watch movies, and there's been some terrible, shitty movies, and he'll laugh at jokes that didn't land. You'll hear him go, <laughs> and you—it's a fake laugh. You know, you know, he's really trying. Like he's trying to get me to laugh at it. So it's like, it's like, yeah, that wasn't bad, and it's like, no, it was terrible. Like, <laughs> so he 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 didn't like it. It's terrible. Like I. I as sure as let's see, uh, let's see that it's the the supporting cast is Sam Richardson, Constant Wu, Glenn Howerton. Uh, it's around at the mystery and gang, and the titular character was finally getting queer a queer storyline. With but what I don't understand is she's getting a queer storyline. But from what I understand from the episode I remember, the first one, the little she was goo goo for Gaga over fucking Fred. <laughs> so. Yeah, in in this show, I thought she was a lesbian. Uh, ding ding ding. Uh-huh. I guess she finds out that she's queer. She's a lesbian during the course of the show. I don't know how. I guess they let that cow like too early. Well, I'm no. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Because in the first episode, I'm going, why is she so like oh so stammering? Like oh my god, I'm so like lost in Fred because he's a dude. I'm going, yeah, but it's been established. You said that she's going to be a lesbian. So why? Why not just go out right at the gate? It's her being a lesbian. Like that's what I was expecting. It made sense because there's like a whole shower scene where she's like, but she doesn't want to shower with the girls, like because you know. And I'm like, that kind of makes sense mm. in a little bit. But I'm like, if she's trying to find her identity, but if she's trying to find her identity in high school, and maybe she feels like, but she's like over, she was overly like into Fred. I you know. Uh, with oh, the release of the first two episodes, it's this is only the first two episodes. How Elmo Velma is getting slammed by fans and critics alike with accusation of a childhood favorite being ruined. Now, we get that a lot. Like, you ruined my childhood with the fucking show. Right. The boot, you know, a lot of changes were made to the character. So many of us grew up watching, up watching for Velma. With one of the more perplexing decisions being to remove Scooby Doo altogether. Kelling said she's faced backlash when it was announced that she would voice Velma, but it was but much of the criticism surrounding this series release centered around the beloved character's personalities being unrecognizable rather than the changes to the race. Ron Tomato user Jess B was apparently thrown off by the whole thing, commenting, basically a fanfic insert which not only changed the character's looks, but their personalities completely. It would have been better if they made their own original show with original characters. Childhood nostalgia got old yellered. <laughs> For those people, they took old yeller in the back and shot it. <laughs> uh, that viewer was one of many of Rotten Tomatoes who questioned why developer Charlie Grandy didn't just create an original animation rather than make such drastic changes to existing IP. The series has compiled an audience score of just 8% right now, when this was you know, written on the review aggregation site as of this writing and viewers didn't hold back when it came to sharing their opinion. More of the comments read, I don't care about the race changes, but they're not the same characters at all. There's not an ounce of reverence for the source material. It, it's got just as much to do with Scooby-Doo as Clue bo- as the Clue board game does. This show isn't, isn't for Scooby-Doo fans. Another post, I saw the clips, so I tried to watch some of the first episode. Too awful for a hate watch. Why was this even made? Did the people in it not realize it was so awful? Very confusing. Someone wrote, I grew up with the original Scooby-Doo, but it appears the writers never did. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said, Zinger! Zing! 
Think of the worst thing you ever have you have ever seen or can remember from your entire life. This is like that, but with someone constantly slapping you in the face and shout, "Laugh now, laugh now, laugh now." <laughs> Uh, a Scooby-Doo show without Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is exactly what I expected. Terrible. <laughs> it wasn't just that the fans took issues with Velma, but the critics did too. While the critical score was a much higher 50%, I don't think it is like that now. You should look that up. Where how What the right ratings on the Velma show is now. Uh, the reviews weren't exactly compt- complimentary. Um, emphasize, Joshua Alston of Variety emphasized it's not the change of the character's race or the LG, LGBTQ plus storylines that are the issue. Rather, he calls the characters unpleasant and questions how this belongs in the Scooby-Doo universe, saying, quote, many of, these jokes, many of these jokes are genuinely funny, which is unsurprising coming from seasoned comedy writers. But the jokes could belong to just about anybody in a contemporary sitcom. So what exactly makes Scooby-Doo the ideal canvas for this vision as opposed to any other property? That never becomes clear in the eight episodes of Velma's screen for critics, which are absent even a wisp of genuine reverence for the source material. The biggest mystery of Velma is why it needs to exist. Ooh. Damn. (laughs) Angie Han Han of THR, that's a Hollywood reporter, says that while Velma clearly has affection for the classic character, it's snarky to a fault and the abundance of meta humor gets in the way of its heart. Some of the humor doesn't hit as intended either, as critic as the critic notes. A quote, for every solid crack, and this is a quote from the show, ranking hot girls exactly how the Trojan War started the Trojan War and Facebook started, end quote. There is an observation that feels like a repurposed Twitter draft from some harried screenwriter's folder. And that person uses a quote. I speak the truth without a filter like every comedian before me, before hashtag me too. Declares Velma never, declares Velma, never mind that the line doesn't make a ton of sense coming from a proud feminist teenager in 2023. Uh, amid the semi-topical snipes at teen rom-coms, Yas Queen Feminism, Harry Brooklyn Knights, and for some reason the movie Serpico, the future Scooby-Doo gang and their peers can come off less like individuals than joke delivery machines. <sighs> Ed's like, I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> Sam, like, like, Sean, let's watch it right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm dying to watch this now because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is it really this bad? I'm like, you know, like I said, like, I, I really don't want to be influenced by other people. Right. But like, I am, though, a lot of times. It's not like I'm, I'm not, because I, like, if somebody tells me it's not good, then I kind of avoid it, because it's just like going, why should I waste my time? It's like, you know, but I watch bad things a lot. Right. You, so- you, you almost make it a rule on every Wednesday to watch something bad. It's just, <laughs> it's just a torture. Right, you're doing, fine, but, you're, you're doing the torture and stuff, making you resilient to bad to crap. Right, it's it's weird because I feel like this is one of those movies shows where I feel like anybody who supports the show is just trying to support the show. Like it's like well, I like it. Why do you like it? Um, what time is it? <laughs> like they really can't. I think it's funny. You think this joke is funny. You think that's funny. Like, and, and maybe the joke is right, but funny. But again, if you're going to have jokes that are meta and, and like pro feminism or stuff, like, and I'm not saying that it doesn't have to come out of the mouths of Velma, Daphne, Fred, and Shaggy. Oh, Norval, because he's not Shaggy yet at, the, at, the, at this moment. Right. 
if it's going to have that out of that group, that's fine and all. But it just seems to be like you could have those lines out of everybody. What makes it Scooby Doo other than the characters on that show? Like, and it's not like it's like Velma's apparently trying to solve a murder of a girl from the school, or she's accused of being the murderer. At least in the first episode, it's I don't know. I've got to watch the other four episodes, but it just feels like I'm watching. Going, if I say I hate the show, it's not because I'm anti any of the stuff they're talking about. It's just the show isn't funny. But if somebody who's like a fan of the movie, it's I'm like, well, then I feel like I'm going. Let me show you what. Have you ever seen Scooby Doo? Because I mean, to me, the perfect meld of modernizing Scooby Doo is that fucking Supernatural episode, uh, Scooby uh, Scooby Natural. I mean, it takes Supernatural, throws them in the Scooby-Doo world, and they play they play Scooby-Doo kind of, not straight, but definitely more of a modernized characterization of them because of what's happening at the moment and how they would react if it was actually really happening to them. Right. You know, and it's hysterically funny. It's a great fucking hour of TV, you know, that you're laughing and it, you just, it just felt natural to see those two match together. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the race changing. I don't care about any of that stuff because I'm open-minded enough i like to think i'm open-minded sometimes i get a little closed-minded but i just didn't know if the show was ever going to work because i just didn't think it was going to be funny she's getting some backlash i'm kind of happy by that because the the person in me going she kind of walks around like her shit doesn't stink and i think she needs to be humbled a little bit but i think she can just kind of wash this off going well i'm not the creator of the show i'm just a writer Right. Like you know, so no. It's the thing though. That, that's the thing that. But she's her face is all over. It. Like, she's the face of this, right? Because that's the thing. The like, title character, she's the Velma. Ti- she's the title character. She she's done interviews, so she's like the face of this. So the the, the creators were smart and going, this is going to be a shit show, and we're going to use her as the scapegoat kind of thing, right? And we're going to be kind of like unscathed in a way because it's just like you know they're they're you know you're going to see you're going to see Man- Man- Mandy Kaling. And that's 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 all you're gonna see. So like, I don't even know who the creator of the show is. Right. I, mean, I thought it was right. her. Right. Like you know, like David thinks. So you're telling me it's somebody else. You're going. Well, wait a minute. That changes things. A right. Bit. Some dude walked in and said, "I got this great idea for a show, and and we're gonna use a Scooby Doo." They're like, "Great, go ahead." And then, or maybe they had some, something different. Then you hire her as one of the writers because you hire her to be Velma, and she goes, "Oh well, this isn't working at all. I'm gonna rewrite the scripts." Some to end because I'm going to tell you what I think is funny for my character, and you're going, but that's not Velma. It doesn't matter. It's me, right? You know. Well, the thing, uh, the thing that I I think they should have not done was, if you wanted Velma, take Velma, but don't put the rest of the cast in there. You could have put other people in sure. as those character types, right? And not make them the original cast. Like this is like a prequel. To Scooby Doo, sure, like or, type of thing, or like I said I, on the one podcast, like you take the characters and you go, let them be homages to the original characters, like make this Velma like a fan of the TV show that she watched as a kid, mm. or that she is something you know, and that that she wants to emulate Velma so much that she grabs a bunch of people that maybe aren't Fred Daff, like they're Fred esque and Daff, like like right. are a little bit like characters of right. what she knows from the cartoon. Right, you say the character, the right. the, the, the character, character arcs right. of of them, but they're not them. They're just they're right, characters. and it, it makes sense why they don't have the dog yet. Right, like you know, like but she's trying to find her Scooby Gang in her peers, and and something happens, and she has to solve a real life murder, and and. She, these people are fucking idiots or something like that. Like, like there's, I feel like that they could have done that, still make the spirit of the Scooby-Doo show in that 
iteration, but not having to be Velma, Fred, Daphne. It's okay that Daphne is an Asian girl. Fine, go ahead. But she, does she have to be Daphne? Can't she be somebody else? Maybe right. she's Debbie or, or Susie because she's your friend. She's your best friend in high school. Like, you know, oh, like, it, you know, there's Steve. He's kind of Fred S. He's got the blonde hair, whereas the ass guy. But he's, and you think, you don't know anything about him, but he kind of looks like Fred, so you gravitate towards him. Right. You know, you could still be Daphne. Fuck for all I know, the person you have is Daphne. Could be your girlfriend because if you want to make Velma um, a lesbian character, then there's your way. Right. I think that you want. I think people want to make Velma a lesbian. So now we're going to make that statement and now build a show about Velma as the lesbian character on Scooby Two. But then when you get there, you go. None of these characters are even remotely in spirit of the character. Right, you know. Right, plus the fact that it's like I don't like the fact that they do they're doing murder because I don't remember murder. I don't remember any Scooby Twos. Right, there's always a land deal that went wrong, or <laughs> you know, or, or I think one was like a song that they were trying to steal right. from a, from an right. artist or something like that. So it was always like a money scheme. You know who popping that, up on this episode? The Globetrotters, right. Batman, <laughs> Don Knotts. Don Knotts. You're not gonna get those cameos. <laughs> Phyllis Diller. Right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know who they were when they were on the, at when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> who's Phyllis Diller? Oh, she's the girl from HR Puff and stuff. Like, that's it. <laughs> and someone right now is going, what the fuck's an HR Puff and stuff? <laughs> it's on the same show with Sigma the Sea, uh, the sea Monster. <laughs> Like, what? what? Who's the? They're on the show, The Banana Splits. What the? F- someone that check horror, that someone, horror movie. Someone check on Sean. I think he's he's lost it. No, with the live action Shazam and ISIS Hour. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! I just I just I hope some people went. Oh my god! I remember that show. And some people went. What the fuck? I gotta Google that. <laughs> there was a live action Shazam show. Who's ISIS? <laughs> well, that's for ISIS. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, <laughs> which is without memory lane as a kid. Mm. That's another reason why I probably like brunettes. <laughs> Between Wonder Woman and ISIS, I had, I had, and Cal Jacqueline Smith. I had nothing. Ed, no, I was I was doomed from the start. Yeah, I got to type Angelina Jolie, Megan Fox. Makes sense. Mila Kunis. Just how, how Kristen Bell gets in there, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. You saw her as a brunette in a, in a film or something like that, and you're going, ah, Kristen Bell. She was a brunette in Fanboys. There you go. Well, dip me in shit and call me stinky. <laughs> <I'm stinky. laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Right. Holy die, Batman! <laughs> Jinkies! Jinkies! Alright, so enough of that. Um, hey, hey, guess what? Fans can sue over trailer that featured a cut character, says Court. What? This goes back... This is this is, this is before we went on vacation. Um, yeah. Back in December. Um Fans can. This is from The Verge, by the way. Fans can sue over a trailer that featured a cut character, says Court. Now, Anna de Armas, um, she was in the last Bond movie. Uh-huh. She was also in um, 
we call it the Marilyn Monroe flick biopic. Uh-huh. She was in the movie yesterday. Yesterday is the movie about the uh, about the, the guy who who, who, who he wakes up one day, the, all the Beatles music are gone, but he's the only person that knows the Beatles music, so he writes the songs and takes credit for it. Yeah, and becomes super famous. And everyone's like blown away, like, "Oh my god, this is great music! How do you do it?" Right? And he's trying to get away with it, but he doesn't. Right? You know, or he kind of does, but apparently. Uh, the trailer for Danny Boyle's film yesterday might count as false advertising for including a character played uh, play by Anna de Armas who was cut from the film. As reported by Variety back then, a California court is allowing parts of a lawsuit against Universal City Studios to proceed over Universal's objections. The ruling finds trailers are commercial speech, ad- commercial speech advertising the content of a film and not, as Universal argue, artistic expressions that receive full First Amendment protections. Anna de Armas was originally part of a love triangle in Yesterday, a romantic comedy about a man who wakes up in a world where the Beatles never exist, then shoots to stardom by appropriating those songs. According to Cinnamon Blend, uh, she was cut because audiences reacted poorly to the protagonist straying from his central relationship. In the trailer, he, quote, writes the Beatles something for D'Armas. Uh, characters on, on a talk show upsetting his love interest back home. The scene was deleted from the final cut. In the defense, Universal argued the lawsuit would, quote, open the floodgates to cases for moviegoers who felt deceived by a trailer in more subjective ways. Now, it's not uncommon for trailers to feature scenes that were left on the cutting room floor or never included in the first place. As Variety notes, a famous trailer for Jurassic Park doesn't include any footage from the film. Studios have also fought more ambiguous legal claims about trailers, like like a complaint that, among other things, the Ryan Gosling film Drive was falsely advertised as having more car chases. And the court agreed with Universal on trimming some claim on trimming some claims from the suit, letting a California unfair competition law claim proceed, but not one under the Federal Lanham Act, for instance. Of course, <laughs> uh, but the ruling is a sympathetic to a central argument that trailers are intended to promote the movie, comparing them to product commercials rather than simply short, expressive films. Under that logic, it says the inappearance from a star like D'Armas could be misleading if she doesn't appear in a film. The fact that she is depicted as part of a love triangle distinguishes her from a fleeting background extra or a cameo, backing up fans' claims that they could reasonably expect to see her. The suit remains ongoing, as a result may not end up favoring D'Armas aficionados, but in a media e- ecosystem where fans pour over every detail of a tra- trailer, the decision might have a longer-lasting effect. Then we've got a case with Star Wars. we got a case with Star Wars. How many Marvel movies have had a false advertisement That's, in them? Yeah, they didn't that say I that. will go back to in... Um, because Rogue One, to me, is the, the one, the quintessential one. Oh, yeah? There is not one shot of that trailer in the movie. Yeah, I think you're right. You're if, right. if you look at every every trailer, that the trailer was made, that was put out, they're running, them running across the beach with that thing in their hand. Right, that never right, happened. right. 
when she was limping along to the edge of the tower and the and the tide right, comes up. Right, right. That That's was never I remember seeing and that thing you, going, holy and, crap. And the speech were, what do you do when they capture you? What do you do? Da, da, da. And then you see her. She turns around and that light lights up. Right, and, and she's she, in the suit. She's right. in the act. She is in the suit, though, but right. that, that scene where she turns around, she's not, that's right. not in there. Right, I will go back even further and say there was a movie I watched. I went specifically. It was um, Internal Affairs. It was Rob Lowe, and it was, um, oh, uh, Anthony, um, shit, I gotta, I gotta Google it, because uh, it was called Internal Affairs. It was uh, a, a murder mystery. Um, Internal Affairs. Internal, it's an old movie. Internal, T-E-R-N-A-L. It's 1990, Andy Garcia. Okay. It's uh, it's 1990 movie. An internal affairs agent becomes obsessed with bringing down a cop who's managed to maintain a spotless reputation despite being involved in a web of corruption. Now, Nicholas K. Richard Geary plays Dennis Peck. Andy Garcia is the, supposed to be the bad cop. Um, Nancy Travis is Andy Garcia's husband, wife in the movie. Um, and I think like Richard Gere has like an affair with her. Like he gets so obsessed with trying to bring this cop down mm. that it becomes like this thing, and it ends in the trailer. Two people falling from the building. Mm-hmm. It makes it look like it's going to be Richard Gere and Andy Garcia in a final battle, and they've both the and moving ends with both of them dying. Mm. Movie. I went to go see the movie. That scene never happened. It sets it up. Like I'm watching. I'm like, oh my god, this is the part. It's the climax of the movie. Bad guys, heroes, gonna bad guy. I can't wait to see how this this folds out. Never happens. And I walk out going, I was pissed hmm. because I'm like, that's not the that's not the version I remember seeing. On like, I felt like it was like now you look back and go, it's a Mandela effect. But I guarantee you, the trailer has two people falling out of the building. Then that scene. It could have been any two people. It could have it could have alluded to like two other people. You like you know how you see that scene. You go, "My, must have been Richard Gere and Andy Garcia." Mm. But then you cut to actually going to the movie, and it's completely ambiguous. Like it's part of the murder mystery that happened, and you're like, "Oh, they got me with the hook on that right. one." But that never happened. I watched the entire movie, and I'm like, "It was me and a friend of mine. We went to go see it. How long is that movie?" And probably doesn't tell you. Never tells you in those things. Um. Yeah, it never does. <clears throat> um, growing, da, da, da. but I walked out going, I where the fuck? Apparently, the trivia: Richard Gere and Andy Garcia were poorly not got along, not get along with filming. Some of the scenes in which they were required to hit each other, particularly the confrontation in the elevator, were allegedly for real. But, but, well, here I'm, I'm look pulled it up on YouTube because I wanted to see if there was the the trailer. Uh, but the, we can watch the movie. We can buy it for. Uh, <laughs> of course, because it's, it's, it's what 1990? 1990. It's one hour and fifty four minutes and forty two seconds, or one fifty five. You gonna? You got it. It's it's not gonna be in that. <laughs> it's not gonna be in the full movie yet. Right. Well, I want to see the trailer. Was, oh, okay. Like, but that's what I put it for. Eternal Affairs. That's like the first thing that came up. So you can buy it. You know, like they were like. So I was, I was just curious to see if the... The uh, trailer? Trailer is It's going to make me go... It's going to trigger me. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to... You're uh, not going to find it at all. You're going to add trailer. Yeah, <laughs> just did. There we go. Oh, here you go. Ed's going to watch it. <laughs> Ed, you going to turn that sound up so people can hear it? Oh, we have cops. Except the cops, the guy who wants to do it with 
internal affairs. Finkenstein. Oh, Andy Garcia is the good guy. This looks like a TV show. Movie. <laughs> well, it's nineteen ninety that they didn't have like they. They were definitely like the. If you look at the old Star Wars trailers, they look nothing like they look now. Yeah. You have a very pretty wife, don't you? <laughs> I went for the scene. It's probably towards the end of the trailer. Well, of course it is, because I mean, it legitimately is the end of the trailer, where there are like two people falling out of the building. Ed's going to try to fast forward. Nope. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Here you go. Here we go. Andy Garcia. I kind of remember this trailer now. <laughs> now it's starting to come. It's coming back to me, because I remember Here the gear of Garcia. Uh-huh. Oh, oh no. Uh, 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 see? See? Look! Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. The never happens. Never happens! There you go, kids. Oh, so angry. But, again, you have a lawsuit against any Marvel movie. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that person... That person was supposed to be in it. I remember seeing the Hulkbuster... Uh, Suit in what do you call it? I remember seeing the Hulk running in the Endgames thing, and it turns out to be the Hulkbuster. Yeah, like you bastards! So many stuff we would be like nowadays. We'd be like, that ah, was it in the trailer? I don't remember that scene, but <sighs> I feel like though it's that's you know that's the price of doing business when you go to a movie. You're cutting a trailer, like or like look at Suicide Squad, the first one. Mm-hmm. It painted a completely different movie than when you went to go see it. Like it, it, it. Apparently, the movie, like the David Ayer part of the movie, like that he directed, all the cutscenes. Remember, like when they had like the little stats and stuff. Yeah. That was not in. That was not in the original version of the movie. It was added in post. Like, right. like, you know, because the trailer got more popular than the movie. I guess was screened. Right. But it's still, it's like, you know, you go in, you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get this hard, gritty kind of crime novel, like, crime story, and you're not getting any of that because you're getting... <laughs> That's the worst Jarrett Leto I ever heard. <laughs> well, it wasn't supposed to be perfect. <laughs> kind of the point. Neither was his Joker. Gazina! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two more. All right. All right. So, you gave me this one. All right. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I love when you say, I have no idea. You sent me one article, and I can't. <laughs> Terry Gilliam walks off the set of Tekka with TD's Time Bandits. Yeah, Sipon sent me that one. Oh, okay, that's so probably why you just blind yeah, sent it to me. You're like, oh, oh Sipon sent an article. I'm not even going to read it. I'll just send it right to Sean. <laughs> He'll read it to you. <laughs> I'll read it to him. I'll be all new. Ed, you sent me this article. I did? Oh, no, Dave sent it to you. I was just a mailer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I read a little bit of it. I'm like, it's interesting where I read. I was like, oh, I'll just put it in there for the show. Well, this is... Uh, okay, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh, come on. This is from the World of Real website. Your plans for an alternate movie news. Um, Terry Gilliam walks off, walked off the set of Taika Waititi's Time Bandits. Now, Time Bandits is a movie that Terry Gilliam made in 1981. You and, uh, you and uh, Dave watched it yes. a few months back. Yes, last, last 2022 we watched right. it. Exactly. <laughs> right, it was, that's what it but it was during your Terry Gilliam run yes. you know, of movies. Um, I remember why we talked about it. I remember watching the movie, going, leaving the movie theater, going, I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. You think it's a hysterical movie. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think you and I saw the same movie. And I swear that one day I go back and watch it again. Yeah. I don't know if I can go back to 1981 as an 11-year-old boy walking out of the Benner movie theater going, that was shit. Like... <laughs> Sipon told me that his father didn't like stepfather didn't like it because of the the, the small people the the, the little the, people, people the dwarves the yeah. uh, the little people yeah. I, I, whatever the correct back Steven. then we would use the M word yeah M as in Mary yeah. but now it, I think I think little per- people is is acceptable yeah. um I mean well they're the star of the movies right. it's like it's like it's like going to see the Wizard of Oz and it's nothing about the Munchkins. No. <laughs> All right. Um, well, now Taika Waititi apparently is, I guess, remaking the yeah. movie. Now I wonder if he's going to be using little people as well, or if, it, if not. Like I guess we'll read the article uh, because there's got to be a reason why Terry Gilliam would walk off. Um, Taika Waititi is currently in New Zealand, New Zealand, directing the first three episodes of his Apple series adaptation, Time Bandits. This is an ambitious pro- ambitious project that could easily go wrong. Terry Gilliam, the 1981 movie director, had a perfectly balanced uh, had perfectly balanced that fine line between humor and drama. Mm-hmm. Gilliam, who has an executive producer credit on the Apple series, decided to visit the New Zealand set last month. Um, this is uh, December. Uh, the cast and crew soon realized how irritated Gilliam was by what he was seeing. He wasn't happy. He kept groaning and making remarks, one crew member told me. Terry was supposed to be there for two weeks, but he left after three days, the same person adds. His disdain for the entire project was quite obvious. You probably wouldn't be well, probably won't be hearing any praise for this series from him anytime soon. Uh, Gilliam is not is not being a Taika Waititi fan isn't a total shocker. It probably doesn't help that Gilliam has absolutely zero creative input when it comes to this new series. Fact of the matter is, these two filmmakers have very different styles of comedy, both tonally and thematically. Watiti's comedy is more infantile, where Gilliam's veers on the cheeky satirical. Uh, Gilliam, Gilliam as, is the director of such classics as Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, Brazil, 12 Monkeys, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, he's currently looking for funding for a new project, by the way. According to Gilliam, the premise of this upcoming new film would involve God wanting to wipe out humanity because he is so disappointed by what has gone down on planet Earth, only for Satan to convince God to create a new Adam and Eve to create a new, improved humanity. (laughs) Okay. That's the article. That's the article. Okay. That's that's it. That, that, <laughs> no, that was it. just you know like I, I I'm I'm I actually liked every Terry Gilliam film that I saw. Like 
and I've seen them all. So. I've hit or miss with them. I'll be there, honest. I mean, there's clearly, some, there's some movies that I'm like I'm creeped out by, like like type of thing. Like uh, there's one called Thailand. If you watch that movie, you've got to watch it like with a full. How do I? Put you can't this? scroll your phone while you're watching. You can't scroll your phone while you're watching it. There are moments that I was just kind of like my my hand, my face, my hands to my face. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe they pulled this. Like you know, like, right, right, right. It, it was like it was creepy, and it was it was, but it was beautiful I, at the same time. I do. I did download the man who killed Don Quixote. Yes. because of you talking about it endlessly. It's a great movie. I, I think that's a great. Film. I have yet to watch. I think I watched like the first twenty minutes of it, but it was late, so I won't like not enough. I eventually get to watching it. It is part of my collection, so I'm digital at least. Um, Twelve Monkeys, I think, is a brilliant film. Right. Oh, uh, you know the we call Life of Brian. I think is great. But that's you know the sit and I the zero effect. That's yeah, the one, zero theorem. Zero theorem. Oh. I I couldn't get into just that one's a tough one. Like right. I said, like, I, I, I really enjoyed wanted it, to, but I but Fisher King fucking love the Fisher King a great movie. As a, you know, like you say, there's some movies that are like, like, oh my god, they're they're awesome, right? And then there's movies that you're going, I don't know if I'd watch it again. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd watch it. Like Zero Theorem was hard to to relate to because you had to, especially with Christoph Waltz. I think it was he spoke too low in the film. Gotcha. So you have to kind of listen, really listen to his right. speech because he he's. It's constant, right, 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 right. That's, and, yeah, and, him, and it's his, it's his speech pattern, and you're going. I didn't quite get all that, you know. Like, like right. after a while, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, do I, I have to, to put the subtitle on, right? <laughs> I'm like, like, I have to put, yeah, do I have to put the 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 closed captioning, closed captioning, right? Because right. he speaks very quickly, so you you kind of you kind of lose out on it. But I mean, I enjoyed it because it like I it made sense to me, and I told Sip on what I thought. Brothers Grimm, I like. Yeah, it was a good movie. That you was know, a good movie. Um, uh, Time Bandits, not so much. You know, like I think that's a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Damn, wasn't a fan. Really? Like, yeah, it just didn't. Well, the thing is, is that I watched the documentary of of Doctor Tom Tompkins something. Oh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson, the guy who's the star of it, right. that Johnny Depp plays, right? And it, so it made sense. Like you, you, it's almost like you have to watch as a companion. S- piece. Sometimes I think that. Movies just get a little bit too over my head, you know. Like, like sometimes I go like, "Oh, I can appreciate this movie. I appreciate you know movies and and." But sometimes I watch these and I go like, "I don't get anything," and then I feel stupid. Like, well, no, I've, I've like, done that. I've, like, I've, I've I've gone to I've gone to college and I watched the that's called Barton Fink. I, I've heard of that movie. I'm always kind of interested in I, the cover of the movie is interesting, but there's a part of me going, I. I don't. I don't think I'm smart enough for that. <laughs> I know I'm not smart enough for that. I saw it in the theater with a friend of mine from college, uh-huh. and he was a movie major. And right. He, and I'm like, and he's like, oh, work of art. Did you notice the subtlety here? And you're going, uh, mm-hmm. my popcorn was good. <laughs> it's basically it. Because it's like I was like, I'm like, I like the guy from Roseanne was in it. Right. Dan was in it. That was funny. He was funny. Uh, yeah. Where do you get that crazy hair, John Tutorio, He was the angry guy and something else. Like, oh, 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 see to me, Barton Fink was this movie. This guy was a playwright in New York. The guy who the John Tutorio was playing, uh-huh. and so they want him to do. They want him to move him to Hollywood 
because he did so well in New York okay. to write a movie. Right, so and he, it's it's the juxtaposition of a play versus Hollywood versus New York. Hollywood versus New York, but the thing is, is like he has to write a wrestling picture and he doesn't know how to write, write a wrestling picture. So he's asking for help from different people, uh-huh. and people are going. It's a wrestling picture. There's nothing to it. You just right. You just write about wrestling. Write about, about wrestling. You know, like type of thing. And then he gets involved with this girl. He falls in love with this girl who's apparently a deal with the mafia. And then you know, uh, uh, John Goodman's character is his friend, and okay. he's a hitman. Okay. And it's like you know, and he's he sets the he sets the studio fire, and it's just like the the, the place he's living at. I don't think it's a studio, right? But but it's just like I'm sitting there going, it's straightforward enough, and you're going. Why is this entertaining? Because <laughs> sometimes there's the the subtext, Ed, that you know, like I can cause I can sit here and go like, well, the juxtaposition of the heavy, you know, the New York lifestyle is so fast paced and nitty gritty. So I'm sure by the time he got to California, everybody's kind of laid back and like, oh no. And so you kind of it's it's the fish out of water story, you know. It's I mean it's like right, like I said, I've never seen the movie. I'm just saying as a. If I was being the movie snob, I'd be like, Ed, you don't understand. It's a fish out of water story. Blah, 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 blah. And you get, like, highbrow, and you kind of... And that's that's when I in- got introduced to the term black comedy. Right, right. Like, um, very bad things. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> he said, he goes, it was a black comedy. I go, I didn't laugh once. <laughs> <laughs> that was my response to black comedy. I, I remember the movie Very Bad Things. Where um, it's uh, they it's guys go to a bachelor party, they kill a hooker, and these aren't really nice people. So oh. systematically throughout this movie, very bad things happen. Hence the title. Right. But it's a black comedy, and the stuff is so crazy that you walk out. I walked out. I went, "Oh my god, that is the most brilliant movie I have ever seen." I laughed hysterically. My friend's girlfriend at the time couldn't understand why I thought it was so funny because all these people died there was these accidents like and i'm like that's the funny part of like you don't like these people are shitty people and I, it was it's it definitely is one of my list but i it's i was like to me i was like i walked out going oh my god and so some other people too were like this movie is so fucking funny it was great we right. talked about like it was one of those movies that you talk about the moment you leave the movie theater you still talk about it after you get an ice cream or something like the di- right. dinner she was so annoyed because she couldn't get it like and I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, you're too stupid to get it. It wasn't like that. It was just like, I'm sorry I didn't like it, but I thought it was fucking brilliant. Like, right. you know. <laughs> I understood it. I got it. I got what you were going with it. I, I, but sometimes Gilliam's movies just kind of make me go, wait, what happened? I don't, like the the super, the what do you call it, the one with Heath Ledger that he died and they had Johnny Depp and Jude Law. Uh, the Imaginarium mm-hmm. of Dr. Pernathus. Yeah, not a fan. Really? Yeah, I didn't really like it. I mean, I, want, I wanted to watch it because I knew it was Heath Ledger's last film and, it, you know, the tragedy behind all that. And I wanted to, like, you know, like, I liked his as an actor. So I used to feel like I, stupidly, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should honor him by watching the last movie that he made. Like, and I'm watching it going, yeah, is this funny? I don't, am I supposed to? I, I, I don't get I, it. And I, like, I, didn't, I was like, I watched it, finished it, and I was like, Okay, well, at least I'm glad to see Johnny Depp and you know Jude Law step up to help finish the movie, and that—that's all I pretty much walked away with. I was like, and they, yeah. and they gave their money to his yeah, child to uh, okay get for that's nice. Yeah. See right away, Johnny Depp, these and Jude Law, decent human beings, right. decent human beings. There's no way in hell Johnny Depp would have done anything like that to Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that was a brilliant movie. I I really enjoyed that. See, movie. I mean, you know, but it's just like like after watching week after week of Terry Gilliam films, you like appreciate right. His- you start noticing that's where that's you took a master class in Terry Gilliam directed movies right. because you go that is clearly a Terry Gilliam scene. Like I have Brazil, I own the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. I've tried to watch it multiple times. Pff, I lose it. And I bought it because I'm a movie. I was like, oh, I'm a movie snob. <laughs> Brazil is probably one of the top 100 movies. I should be part of my. I was like buying Citizen Kane just mm. to give Citizen Kane your your library, right. which I did. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I just kind of like I'm like, well, I'm gonna watch Brazil because I heard there's like three, four different cuts. There's a whole documentary about the whole problems. Like I'm interested in the story about the movie, but let me see the movie first, then appreciate the documentary stuff. Couldn't get through the movie, and I was like. I is it me? Maybe I'm t- like I remember like I'm like well, I think I was sick that day. Like I'm, I'm giving myself excuses for not being like why did I not enjoy this movie that everyone else says is a good movie? Like I, I, sometimes I have I struggle with that going. If everyone says it's bad, then it must be bad. If everyone says it's good, then it must be good. What's wrong with me if I don't get either one of the spectrum? You know, like Ghostbusters, female Ghostbuster movies, people liked it. I walked out going, well, sat here and went, I don't get it. I don't think it's funny at all. <gasps> You're a horrible person, Sean. I, I, why? Because I didn't like it. Or if I watch a movie that's stupid, like, everyone loves. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get it. <gasps> How dare you? Or no one gets the movie. And I'm like, I thought it was hysterical. Something's wrong with you, Sean. Like, <laughs> I'd say Brazil, Brazil is one of those ones you got to watch multiple times. Because the first time you watch it, you're going, I don't get it. Right. And then you watch it again, you're going, Oh, right, it's, it's, there's that piece I'm missing. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's, it's and I can't. Ex- you, you can't explain it. You have to like, like right. watch it again, and you go in because you're now you're you know what's coming. You know what's right, right, coming right. and stuff, and you're going. Now it makes sense. I get that now. Right, like like it clicks because there might be something that was explained in hour thirty, where you know, in 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 twenty minutes into the movie, it wasn't explained till like right. towards the end of the film, and you're going. Uh, All right, and I'm like so bored. Right, and, and, and you have and, to watch it again and, and go. Oh, now I get yeah. it. All right, gotcha. Yeah. So All right. So as to say, like some movies are tough watches, and you're going, "Ooh, I gotta watch that again" because it was terrible. But like, like, like the Adventures of Don Quixote or the death, the death. Of, wait, the man who killed Don Quixote. Yeah, the man who killed, killed Don Quixote. That was a brilliant film, and I'm like, like. Because, like I said, like after a while, you watch enough as a film, you see things. Like there's a there's a scene where it's towards the end, and he's uh, the guy who plays uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. He's running through this um, castle, and there's a party going on, and there's his dances, and it's basically the adventure that he went on. Gotcha. Throughout, but it was like a musical right, type right, of thing, right. and all these little people were dancing around. But it was scenes of the movie that were put together and you're going, you can miss it if you blinked. Right. But you saw everything that happened. Like it was like his life flashing before his eyes. And it was like right. he's 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 gonna he's gonna bite gotcha, it. You know, gotcha. like or he's or he's not he didn't but Spoilers it, he did I don't know that the last five bucks I spent. <laughs> <laughs> no no he lives. Oh thanks a lot. <laughs> that just makes it worse. <laughs> or does he? Oh, now it's the old the, the, give the old switcheroo. <laughs> he dies. What? No, he doesn't. Or does he? <laughs> uh, 
it's dick. It's, the, <laughs> the journey is worth it because it's so bizarre. Right. It's not. It's 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 the it's the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Because gotcha. the, the end, you got it. You 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 get you get before you get there, you get it. You like you're you know it's gonna happen. Right. Right. End, right. Like type of thing. But you but the but the build up and the like like. The the worlds that you go through because it's, right. it's there's real world and then there's this the movie insanity world, right. world that you're going through and you're going, oh my god! Like and then you, at the end you're going, holy crap! Like and you, you sit back and you're going, that was the most brilliant film I've seen in a long time. Right. And, you know, type of thing. But, right. say, but like, <laughs> though with, with with time bandits and Taika Waititi. I I kind of I kind of want to see it. I don't want to see it. the reason why I don't want to see it is because I don't want to give Apple any of my money. That's the, right, that's right, the problem right, I have right. with this because it's because right, like I heard Ted Lasso is a really great TV show, but you know, fuck Apple. Right, like <laughs> I don't. You know? that's exactly it. Like it's like uh, maybe if it came out on Blu-ray or DVD. Right, like or there's something. that that there's a great show. It stars the guy who plays Mac from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a show he created. It's called Myth- Mythical Quest. Yeah. I think it's like a third or fourth season at this point. I'm not sure. I saw the first season. I, you know, bootlegged it. You know, through like a hot box. Right. Great TV show. It's fuck. As a gamer, I really appreciate it. Right. And I'm like, this is some really good humor. It's brilliant. It's funny. It's good satire. But it touches on some real issues and kind of. I'm like, but I'm like, oh, it's an Apple. I don't want to. It's fuck. I don't want to give him my money. I just don't like. <laughs> Like a part of me is like, oh, can I? Can I? Maybe I'll look hard on the on the like the illegal apps. I'm like, but I haven't done that in ages. I, like, I just kind of yeah. I feel like I, I make adult money if I want to watch a TV show. I can stream it like an adult. Like, right. I'm not sitting there going, teehee, I'm watching it illegally. <laughs> when I'm just like, I just I paid X amount of dollars for that box. If it breaks, I gotta I gotta pay it again. Like right. I don't like I. It's just easier. Like I'm still. I still have the Paramount TV episode app. I'm still paying for it. I don't remember the last time I fucking watched it. Right. Like, I don't, I, at Peacock, I was like, oh, I still have Peacock. Let me go see. And that's how I found Poker Face. I was like, oh, that seems kind of cool. I'm going to watch that. Because Night Court's on it. And I'm like, that's why I'm watching Night Court. And I was like, oh, it's a good thing I'm still paying 10 bucks for this app that I haven't watched in like three months. <laughs> like, it's like it, app purchases... Streaming app purchase is like when you decide to go to the gym. You pay your monthly fee, and after a while, you stop going, but you're still paying the monthly fee. You don't really don't know why, but you also don't really want to get rid of it because you just think, oh, I'll start watching it tomorrow. I'll start going back. I'll start going to the gym tomorrow, and you never do. Well, the, <laughs> the hard part is, and, 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 and that's the thing I tell people, it's like, it's so easy. Like, you could cancel any of those services. And just start back up anytime. And start back anytime. It's not, and it's not like, it's not like, that you just can't see it, like you, you like, like if I stop Netflix today and and I don't watch it for three months, it's not like I missed anything. Right, it's, it's still probably gonna be there. Right, I, there's the, no there's no cancellation or startup fees. You know, the, like thing, I, the problem I have is that the reason why I'm keeping the Paramount Plus app is because I really want to watch the Picard show. Like I like the first season, which right. I watched illegally, and I'm like I'm I'm gonna pay it this time, pay so I can start watching season two. Season three is coming out. They're they're ending at season four, I think. I want to watch it. No, I think that this this is it. This is the final season. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's awesome. Great. I'm super stoked about it. I really should start watching season two then, because I'm like season two brings back Q, and I'm like I love Q as a character, mm. but I'm like uh, okay, I'll get to it. I'll just pay my ten bucks. I'll just, I'll get to you. 
Like, right. you know, like, but now I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to watch those four episodes of Poker Face because, you know, and then Bel Air is supposed to be coming back soon. And I'm like, well, I, I liked Bel Air because I talked about it on the show. Right. I'm like, well, season two's coming. I'm going to watch that. Like, <sighs> no, Sean, you just stop paying the 10 bucks and just pay, start paying it again. It's easy on the, on the TV because, like, it goes through, what do you call it, the, the Roku. Right. You know, everything's attached to Start paying it. Right. You know, okay, stop paying it. You know, yeah. start paying it. Stop paying it. You know, <laughs> like I'm really close to trying, wanting to try the uh, AMC Plus app because I really love Interview with a Vampire. There's the TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have um, Alexandra Daddario. She's in oh, The Witches. It's another Anne Rice you know, novel where she plays a witch. And again, brunette, blue eyes. Right? I've always been like enamored and like. <sighs> Blink, 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 for her, and I'm like, I could watch anything she does. She could read the, she could read the phone book, and I'd be like, get the disease. I can't wait till she gets the disease. Like, I, you know, it's. I'm like, I kind of want to watch that, but then I was like, I don't. If I wanted to watch The Walking Dead, it's on Netflix. And well, <laughs> that's the saying, like, like because there's, there's one, like, there's I see a commercial for Stars once in a while uh-huh. with Courtney Cox, and she's like, she's supposed to be like. She's talking to a Wiccan, and he's like, tell, she's talking about like she said she was possessed by a ghost, and she goes, and the, the Wiccan's like, there is no ghost possessions. You were possessed by a demon, and she goes, no, I think she's a ghost, and she left. And he's like, are you sure? And she goes, <laughs> yeah. And she goes, he goes, well, whatever, whatever it is, you got to deal with it now because you just made a deal with somebody to invite you in your body. <laughs> the weird sounds real weird. It's, it's a comedy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a dark comedy looking thing, and I'm thinking it looks kind of badass, and I'm thinking I kind of want to see it, but well, it's on stars, and I don't have it. And I'm like, yeah, I think on Paramount Plus they're doing Teen Wolf, and then there's Sarah Michelle Gellar is in a, a a werewolf TV show now. And but it's not Teen Wolf. It's like they did Teen Wolf the movie, but this is like a like something like a, I don't know, it's like a side thing, but right. it's like a werewolf thing, and she's like a, a cop, and I'm like, it's it's fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar in a supernatural TV show. How the fuck can I not want to watch that? As a person who watched every single episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the movie and liked both of them, I, I feel like I'm kind of it's in my DNA to watch Sarah Michelle Gellar kill a supernatural being at some point in time. You know, <laughs> Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller in Ghost Hunting. I'm in. Right. <laughs> Is Willow in it? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, call Nicholas Brandon. He's in desperate need of a job. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to Time Bandits and, you know, so I I'm, I kind of want to see it now just because I'm like, I'm like, why did Terry Gilliam leave? You know, like type of thing. It's probably the sense of humor part because Taika Waititi is very like, like, Infantile, and they say infantile. They mean they don't. I think he's trying to mean like an insult, but I don't like comments. Like it's it's like dick and fart jokes. Right? They might and where Terry Gilliam is like that's so lowbrow. It's lowbrow humor to him. Right. So I think that that's where it becomes like like oh look, you know, Taika Waititi would punch in the dick, you know, and they're like oh that's funny, but you get oh so you're my friend biggest dickus. Here's a wife, you know. <laughs> like, like that's, that's see, <laughs> see it's, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. It's a time out. Why, my mom, my friend, biggest dickest. Why do you laugh when I say my friend, biggest dickest? <laughs> oh, what's his head? With a little tickle. 
I see my friend Pickus Tickus <laughs> Off with his head He has a wife you know Incontinentia yeah. <laughs> Incontinental buttocks Put a game away <laughs> See that's See, that's the difference between Buddy Python and getting punched in the dick. (laughs) 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 Now I'm going to watch Terry Gilliam movies again. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, he has a wife, you know. (laughs) that makes me lose it every time because the story is is that they were told not to laugh so the moment he would get a laugh out of somebody he would just go right to them yes. and that the, the, the has a wife know was just a made up thing on the set and that's why everyone started laughing because it was just like he has a wife you know <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about gotta watch it it's, it's a great it's a great bit <laughs> One last thing. Speaking of comedy, Ed. Okay. Eddie Murphy names the most naturally funny person ever. Really? Yep. Who do you think he's going to say? Uh, still alive or dead? Any or any any between? Well, I mean, it, he's the one who says it, so it doesn't really. I mean, who do you think Eddie Murphy would say himself? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's is a little bit more humble than that. Uh, well, I figure. Well, I'm saying, like, is the person alive or dead that like? Why? Why does it's, it? Because no, because I think the probably the one you would say would probably be Robin Williams. Nope, right. not even close, Ed. But the person that he the person is dead. Okay. All right. Don Rickles. <laughs> he has a wife, you know. <laughs> uh, the Coming to America star made the declaration to Jimmy Kimmel, who said. That's a great answer. All right. Eddie Murphy's no slouch himself in the comedy department was asked by Jimmy Kimmel on Wednesday to name the most naturally funny person he ever met. Red Fox, Murphy said. Red Fox. Is Jimmy Kimmel said, that's a great answer. Uh, Murphy said, without even trying, just naturally funny. Just everything that came out of his mouth was funny. Fox, who was a stand-up comic and, and a Sanford and Sons star from 72 to 77, died in 1991, would likely be in touch by the shout-out. Murphy offered um, a macabre proscript to the praise. Fox met his, dis- I don't know if you knew this or not, but Fox met his demise on the set of The Royal Family, which was a sitcom Murphy was producing at the time. The body funny man collapsed during a rehearsal of the CBS comedy and later died at the hospital. Um... Murphy said he had a heart attack on the show. That's how funny he was. They thought he was joking. Right, that's, because that's that was his bit. Like, yeah, you know. I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm right. Coming Kimmel noted the irony because part of Fox's shtick is a grumpy junk dealer and Sanford Tatoans to faint heart attacks. You know, so there. Eddie Murphy thinks Red Fox, funniest, naturally funniest person he's ever met. Okay. So there you go. All right. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I. I've heard some of Red Fox's albums, and and you know I've I've actually seen that Sanford and Son, so I get that I could see yeah you know he had great delivery and and you know like he time really good timing yeah so I I could see that you know I mean to me the whole like yeah Robin Williams is probably I well I mean like, now, I, has Eddie Murphy ever met Robin Williams probably not 
Like, I mean, that, that's the that's the question. You go, were they ever in a movie or TV show together? I mean, I'm sure probably, like, I don't even know, Saturday Night Live, maybe? It's probably a, a thing. I don't know. Was Robin Williams ever on Saturday Night Live? I'm pretty sure, as a host, I'm sure he had to have been. But the question is whether Robin Williams was a host on Saturday Night Live when Eddie Murphy was a cast member. Uh-oh, Ed's... <laughs> hold on, Ed's... Ed's doing some snooping. <laughs> Big dummy. <laughs> Why don't you just Google it? Like, I am Googling it. Yeah, but you have a phone. You go... Three times. Was it, Three times. Has Eddie Murphy ever starred with Robin Williams? Uh, Eddie Murphy's success with trading places were worrying for Robin. Huh? Am I in there? Okay. I first toasted in 1984 at age 33. Two times in 86 and not 80, uh, 86 and 88. Yep. So there you go. Oh, no. Here you go. Though. Eddie Murphy reveals how he's offered drugs by Robin Williams and Jim Belushi. Uh, so I guess he did meet him. There you go. <laughs> oh, hey, boy. You want some drugs? <laughs> they smell great. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who? What? <laughs> that's, my Eddie, that's my Robin Williams. <laughs> what? Mm, mm, drugs, drugs. Mm, they smell great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I think he's right, though. I think probably, you know, I just, you know, I, I think for Eddie Murphy as a young African American man, and he's looking at comedy, you had two choices: Red Fox and Bill Cosby. And there's nobody on God's green earth is ever going to say Bill Cosby was funny in this climate. What about Richard Pryor? Ooh, that's a good one too, Richard Pryor. Okay, right. So three people. Eddie Murphy could have said three people. Yeah. But it's naturally funny. So, I mean, again, I don't think you would, I don't think anybody would ever say Bill Cosby is no. ever funny in anything ever again. Right. You know, um, Richard Pryor, I mean, he was a genius. So was Red Fox. But could you not have, I mean, naturally funny. I'm, Eddie, I mean, Eddie worked with Richard Pryor in um, the gangster flick Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, Ed. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. He also worked with Martin Lawrence too in life. Eddie Murphy's got a really good career. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Just ends on the, end the show on a on a fact. <laughs> just a just. Hey, Eddie Murphy had a really good career. End the show. <laughs> Sean just said the dumbest thing on air, and they, they just <laughs> end scene. Like, like Sean just said the most obvious thing anyone. Like, it just popped in his head. Like, no one's ever thought of it. You know, at the beginning of the show, I was thinking the term like shit and shinola, and I was like, you know what? You could we could take shinola and make it to shit. That's, that's what I think we just did. <laughs> hey, everybody! Eddie Murphy's funny. <laughs> He's got a really good career, real long-lasting career. Went from stand-up comedy to action movies and to obscurity to drama, the donkey, <laughs> Mushu, decide on you, decide on your cow. <laughs> All right, folks, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope we made it up for last week. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Choo-choo. <laughs> and if you haven't already, this is Geekster's Surprise. <laughs> New Year. 2023 is the year of the Geeksters, yo. <laughs> 
All right, so thanks for listening. If you haven't already gone to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, go ahead and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or, I don't know, here's a novel idea. Use the old email option and contact Ed for just about anything. You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.